Hi, I'm Ray. And I'm Saren. We're your Spider Baby hosts from To Know Her Is To Fear Her, a Spider Woman podcast, as well as proud members of The Collective. You're listening to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. Sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. And we are joined by Dave, a special guest who's come on before for Superman 400 from uh, Signal of Doom. Hello, oh. Dave. Hello, hello. And can I be Cyborg Superman, my favourite one? Yes, <laughs> you can be Cyborg Superman. <laughs> and this time we're actually doing Superman comics starring actually have a Superman in them, which is a, which is a, a, a step yes. up from the last time it was on. Oh, where I can't we remember. Superman. Remember yeah. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, a hit with yeah, you yeah, guys, yeah. except for the last, uh, like, poem or whatever, which was good. I, but, my favourite right. part of Superman 400 was the part at the end with all the celebrities, which we spent all that time guessing who they were. <laughs> that was my favourite yeah. part of the issue. Uh, I, I love the, the, like, the 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 sort of text piece at the end. I yeah, thought that was really good. I remember the that town. as well now, yeah. It was. Yeah, it was good to but have I'm you glad to be back. Thank yeah. you for having me, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, no worries. Um, so this is a request you made all the way back then, uh, which is these two Lobo issues, and then we also ended up adding uh, two episodes from the animated series. So a bit, bit of a spotlight on Lobo. Yeah. Um, One of your favorite episodes. The main man. <laughs> the, but, main but, but, man. <laughs> the main man. But before we get into that, uh, so there's some news. Um uh, and some news and some plugs. So we'll... Uh, what do we start with first? Uh, okay. Uh, if people would be following me around, uh, Dave and I did a uh, book club recently, uh, Star Trek Planet of the Apes and Star Trek Hell's Mirror. That was uh, really great and oh, fun. Yeah. So go check that, that out. Was of, that was a lot of fun. That was on Signal of Doom, wasn't it? Was it on Signal of Doom? I think uh, it was. I think it was like a bonus episode yeah, or something. Yeah, book club. Yeah, it's, yeah. In my, it's in my book club episodes of Signal of Doom, so people can find that on the Signal of Doom feed. That was actually a lot of fun. And we've got yeah. another one coming up soon. We're going to yes. have you on again and do Criminal and Mirror Mirror. Oh, nice yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, so Mirror Mirror, the Star Trek original series episodes. And yeah, Brute Baker's Criminal. I think that's on Tuesday, right? It is. That is correct, Connor, yes. All right, sweet. So uh, check that out. Also, yeah, Dave, Signal of Doom, we, we mentioned a few times. And, uh, 215 you're... episodes. I just uploaded the <laughs> new episode tonight. I, nice. I think Signal, I, I'll say this with all honesty and all ego aside, I think Signal is better now than it's ever been. I think our last five episodes have been some of the hottest we've ever dropped. I, I actually believe that with all my heart and soul. We had Jimmy, Jimmy Terzis on for Jimmy's Jargon last week. Probably the best ever episode of Signal we've ever put out. Seriously. Oh, look, and, and Richard is uh, no slouch now as well. He's getting into his groove. He is a king, Rich. <laughs> and, I mean, he fires shots like you wouldn't believe. That's what I love about Rich. Oh, he's almost comatose on the couch and he's still firing shots. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets angry about a lot of stuff. Um, and uh, you're also doing this. Will this will come up in a little bit? Because I have a question. Uh, you're doing a podcast with Adam the Computer called uh, yes. Legion Outpost. Legion Outpost. 
Legion Outpost. Yes, we do that. It's sort of every fortnight. Sometimes it's every three weeks. But we, we um we've done about fifteen episodes, I, I think, so nice. far. And we just pick we just pick um different runs of Legion, like different uh, character arcs. Adam's the expert on Legion. Um, yeah, and we're ha- we're so much fun. We're having so much fun with it. The last one we did was the Death of Superboy arc, Connor, which you know all about. Yeah, um, I'm about halfway through that one. Because mm. it's, yeah, it's yeah, long. I've been listening to it when I drive. Um, oh, you mean our episode is long? Of course it's long. Yeah. Single, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love one of the, the, the parts I liked. Also, uh, the, the, for any listeners of their children, they'll probably be languages episode, so probably oh. don't listen with the kiddies. Plus, they don't want to hear about Lobo anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, I love, like, you are talking about how the the legion was giving superboy shit when he showed up like he saved them and they're like thanks a lot Dick. yeah and, you're like, and i forget who the other guy was was giving him grief and you uh, said i thought they needed a smack across the mouth <laughs> it, yeah I, if i was super well cosmic boy was just talking trash i would have just if i was Superboy, just a little clip across the top of the head maybe just to remind cosmic boy who's in charge pull your head in you know? that sort of stuff Hopefully. just a little something yeah, they Superboy came up, he rescued them, and then they were just giving him shit. And I was like, seriously, all he did was turn up and help. Yeah, it, it's pretty funny. Such uh, as Superboy, he's like, I don't know, but he's I guess so, I guess he gets up to a lot of shenanigans. But but he's very nice, you know. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that that brings me to something that I'll talk about after this news. So the news uh, we met. So we've been delayed in recording by a few weeks. So this is about a week later than our yeah. usual schedule. Um, but we're back now. We're finally going to talk about this news of the, like, sort of big titles coming out. Um, so I want to, I'll, I'll start with, like, the least piece of news, but mm-hmm. I still want to talk about it. So there's going to be a new uh, Tom King miniseries called Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, which uh, actually looks... Interesting. And I'm not really a Supergirl guy. Um, I'm keen to hear Dave's Tom thoughts King. on this. Did you say Tom King? Did you, <laughs> yes. Did you say Tom King? Yes. Seriously? He's doing what? <laughs> Supergirl? Yeah. Ugh. Look, to, yeah, no, I know you. His, his Superman has been uh, good. Like the... Um, Is it, he's the, done the Action 1000, right? But what, what else Yeah, the Action 1000 one shot. And he did a... How I done? Well, he did a mini series. Um, uh, he did the warm up. Is that right? Did he do the warm up one up in the sky or something? Yeah, up oh, in the sky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was interesting. Um, that, that that wasn't like perfect. There was a couple of misses in there, but it was mostly good. It was nice and cosmic. And uh, this Supergirl mini series looks very cosmic as well, which is ma- the main reason I'm interested. She's like holding a sword. It looks very fun, sort of pre-crisis cosmic style. That does sound actually actually better than I would expect. Just don't put her in therapy. Don't give her PTSD. That's all I need. So uh, (laughs) Traits of Tom King there, Dave? (laughs) Oh, yeah, Tom King. Put put them in therapy and give them PTSD. That's Tom King 101. (laughs) So uh, Supergirl Crypto. It has Crypto, Dave. uh, And their new friends. 
Ruthie find themselves stranded with no way to pursue Krem, the murderous king's agent. Each moment this fugitive roams free, the more beings come dangerously close to dying by his hand. There is no time to lose, so our heroes must travel across the universe the old-fashioned way by cosmic bus. Little do they know their journey will be a dark one filled that terrors, uh, filled with terrors that not even the maid of might is prepared to face. So the covers and stuff look good. Uh, no idea what it's going to be like. Uh, it sounds kind of similar to the Superman one. Uh, he was chasing a... Do we do we have an artist? Uh, Sounds sure. all right. Crypto is the plus. Uh, Bill Quist. Bill Quist Everly. They did the Dreaming and Wonder Woman. Um, okay. I've never heard of them though. But oh it's... my god! Uh, no, no. Oh, you no. know them? The okay. Dream. Awful. The Dreaming was awful. Oh my god! If it's the if it's the artist I'm thinking of, it was the Sandman spinoff. And the the one I saw, please don't let it be this person. It was some of the worst art I've ever seen I'm, in a DC comic. Uh, I'm looking at their art for the Dreaming. I think it looks really good. I don't know. Well, what you hate about it if that's the case. I, I'm looking it up now because maybe it wasn't the same artist that I'm thinking of. We did some of the we did some of the Sandman spinoffs, you know, um, for on Signal and. One of them had the worst art I'd ever seen. Like, seriously, right. it was so bad. But maybe it wasn't this person. What's it called? Know? The Dreaming. Um, Let's have a look. I don't know. I, I could be completely wrong, actually. Um, there, there was a recent one, a very recent one, but there was a lot of Sandman Universe stuff that was spinning out, so it could be that I'm thinking of the wrong spin-off. Um, right. Is it really alternate? Art like really kind of trippy because that's uh, what this was. It's a little bit. I wouldn't say it's crazy alternative. Oh, it looks uh, like, not looks the, okay. You know, I mean, like it's if that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. I thought like right, I well, thought the the future state super girl was like really alternative, but oh, this that dream... Marguerite Savage. Yeah, this this yeah. just like it looks alternative, but it looks alternative in the sense that it would have to be for the Sandman, right? So okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I'm well, excited. Uh, I'm of. looking for it personally. If I'll, I'll give Tom King Supergirl a chance. Oh, yeah. Um, and Freddie listeners out there, I think Up in the Sky is worth reading as well. Uh, another, it. I think it was described as like a cosmic odyssey for Superman, and it was a bit like that. It was uh, when, mostly standalone stuff. Yeah. When is this um, DC Infinite coming to Australia? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Dave, do you know? It's it's uh, like the equivalent of Marvel Unlimited. It, it is actually coming to Australia. Oh, yeah, I do, that's a good question, Ray. I, I haven't heard anything about it at all, actually. Um, okay, I know. heard it was coming soon. I, I just I can't. I don't know when. I'd love to get it because then to be able to catch so up. Christmas, Ray, you know? Sorry. So it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. It's really ridiculous how long these things take to get international. Yeah, you know, yeah. if they're really big audience. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a question though, Connor. We, yeah, you said it's got toe. Is there any sign of Streaky the Super Cat? Um, because that would be good. No, I I don't know, but like you know what, I wouldn't be surprised if he did it. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I hope he does. I actually think it sounds all right. Um, and wouldn't it be good if Space Cabbie was flying the cosmic bus? There you go. That would be cool. But as yeah, I said, see? like, 
putting but some stuff together here. That the second issue of that Superman and space, he was in like a boxing match with an alien, you know. So it's really yeah. like kind of that was like a really awesome throwback sort of. Uh, I actually think Tom King would be all right on Superman. I, I give Tom King a lot of shit because of how he fucked up Batman, but I actually think he's more suited to some of the Superman stuff. Yeah, I think. I don't. It, as as you've said, it's only been like one mini series and one mini, so maybe he'll end up being crappy at it in the long run. But like so far, his super titles have been good. Have, have you guys um, read? Have you guys read the Omega Men by him? That I haven't. I've it's really so good. Many good things. I mean, that was cosmic. Yeah, um, Are the new gods in that right? Event like Dark Side and all that. Uh, it's been a while since. No, I don't think so. It's been a while since I. I've read it. They were all. I mean, I didn't recognize any of these characters. Um, but they. It was. Uh, yeah. Had Kyle Rayner. Never read it. Okay. Oh yeah. Kyle oh, Rayner. Yeah. Good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. No, but it was really good. I mean, it was just really well told. You know, and and as a cosmic kind of thing goes, uh, he interwove like uh, there were these political kind of incidences that were happening across these planets. It was really good. Um, so I don't know if, as you say, Dave, he he may well lean more towards Superman than he does for Batman, like on a bigger scale. Mm. It happens. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Some, you know, uh, the, the, yeah, I I do plan to do Up in the Sky on the show at some point Mm. um, because I think it's an interesting source of conversation. um, (laughs) There's some, like, moral stuff in there, which uh, I don't know how I felt about at the time. But um, Well, what would Superman be without a PSA, you know? Come on, Superman's got to almost talk to the audience about you know being moral and upright citizen. Oh uh, no, I meant like moral, like he had to make some moral decisions that were like really sort of ah uh, gray, I guess. Uh, uh, which like you know, I, I'm not really somebody who usually minds that. I just I can't. I know I have to read it again. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, uh, so then we'll get to the big one here. So. Superman and uh, action comics. So that's changing. Uh, The Superman title is soon getting a new relaunch called Superman, the Son of Kal-El. We even have a Superman 1 throwback title. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually have a big Superman 1 picture hanging on my wall. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was my water bottle falling down because I'm having the worst day of my life. Well, actually, no. Not not even close to the worst day of my life. But it sucks and I hate it. And I just want to punch... Uh, Jason Todd in the face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jason Todd? Jason Fucking isn't a blame? The former Robin turned Red Hood. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I... One of the Robins just got my eye for some reason. You should um, say you want to you wanna pummel Jason Todd with a crowbar. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, so... Did you like that, Ray? Yeah, that was good. That was good. Anyway, uh, so son of Superman, son of Kal-El, new Superman book starring John Kent. It's replacing the current uh, Superman title, and it's written by Tom Taylor and John Timms. And everyone is ecstatic for this news, and I am too, but for the complete opposite <laughs> reason, because it saves me money, because I'm not picking up anything by Tom Taylor, especially say, starring John Timms. Every, everyone <laughs> me. Everyone being ecstatic. I, I'm so I have so much apathy towards this news that it's almost unbelievable. Um, <laughs> it saves me money. I'm so John excited. Kent, I've only read John Kent in Bendis's Legion, and believe you me, it was like an advertisement not to like a character. He was so dull. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, and I like him in. Um, tells, yeah, I like him in. Me, he's awesome. 
Yeah, uh, John in Future State was really good. Yeah. I kind of doubt Tom Taylor's going to go that route, though. Yeah, right. Because um, well, John is a good writer. I like Tom Taylor as a writer. Nah. I mean, the way I said that is like, no, you're wrong, Dave. I mean, no, <laughs> you, you can like him. I just, I don't. Um, Are you, you know, a like... with injustice, though? When you? No, no, it's not just that. It's mm-hmm. his, like, his writing is just, like, oh, he's all, it's he's all, all about... Wolverine's pretty good. He's all new Wolverine's really good. In I the, like yeah, him. The yeah. X-Men were good as well. But... In, listen, both of you. Listen. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zip it. So, yeah, that's right. You do, you don't like his writing, do you, Connor? I remember that now. We've had this yeah. discussion before. Yeah. Now, this is from what I've read. So, I haven't read the stuff you guys mentioned, Wolverine and X Men. But um, so the stuff I've read though, his writing is very. It relies on emotional manipulation mm-hmm. and not organic kind of character growth or organic storytelling, like proper storytelling. It just relies on. You know, getting the reader super emotional and nothing makes sense at all. And he did one issue or two issues in the New 52 Batman Superman run. And those really stuck out like a sore thumb as like the worst issues in that run. Mm. Uh, oh. I, I don't know. Like, it's not an endorsement for, from, for Tom Taylor from you there. No. Uh, I'm sure he's a nice guy, though. Oh, he's a very nice guy. Yeah. I don't have anything, even though he uh, tweeted at me as fucking good read score for injustice i don't have anything against him personally um and i know for a fact he hates really it, it sounds like you might <laughs> no no i, I, I don't i, I said he did a signing at kings today, today yeah he, he's yeah, always yeah. at kings isn't he oh he, he does yeah he does come up a lot i think he's based in melbourne though so that's um yeah yeah he was at uh he was up at um brisbane once uh but um yeah so uh he's doing that uh i i don't know lots of people who like injustice and stuff are excited for it and he's on the record for not liking evil superman like he says he doesn't consider injustice okay. superman to be the real character which i found interesting that's good um yeah. so it's like were they holding him at gunpoint while he wrote that word? <laughs> <laughs> well, but, i think uh, that was his ticket into the big leagues you know that was a that yeah. injustice one i mean i'd never read it but it was considered. It was successful, and I think it got him a lot of work. You know, I'm look. I am genuinely happy for him that he gets to write like a positive kind of DC thing, like with Superman. You know, I mm-hmm. think that that would be cool for him. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, it might be good. I'm not going to write it out and say it's crap. I'm just not going to pick it up. You know, okay. uh, I'll keep an eye on it. Though. What will you do? You cover it for the show. Do you guys cover? Uh, if Ray really wants maybe, to, maybe no. maybe I'll read it, Connor, and we'll, you know, I'll let you know how it goes. Come on, yeah, you've got to cover the books as they come out, guys. That's what we do on Signal. I'll probably have to cover the fucking thing. Well, we Jesus. we don't uh, we don't generally cover everything new that comes out. No, we only no. do it if it's good. It's so we much to... Yeah, we it's dance probably... around different different eras like we, and stuff. We did enough. Batman, Superman, and Future State because those were good. Um, uh, speaking oh, of check out the first issue on Signal, um, if you guys on the premiere, you know, Superman podcast won't do it, uh, tune into Signal of Doom and I'll cover it. I'll, I'll, probably give, I'll probably give it a very fucking lightweight read, but I'll cover it nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. I bet Rich will love it. Six out of ten. No, Rich will hate it. Is Richard? Oh, yeah, because John's old. He can't get over that. Is yeah. he a Superman fan, Richard? Oh, I know he's a Green Lantern Richard, fan. Okay. 
Yeah, he he does enjoy Superman. Yeah, but um, he's very critical. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, well, he, like... he he said himself, he only really likes one particular version of Superman. Oh, I right. don't even know what version that is. So. <laughs> uh, the kind of post-crisis sort of, I don't know. And did like, Superman, please, Richard. When sometimes when it comes to comics, sometimes I say to him, "Is there anything Hollywood could do to actually please you? <laughs> Is there anything?" If you want to see me and Richard actually finally go head-to-head about Superman and Dave nervously moderating, you should check out our five-hour episode we did for um, Signal of Doom, which Dave had to split in two parts. Like, it was you know. so... Oh, <laughs> my yeah. was killing me. Did you ever listen to that, Ray? It, it's a good episode, but oh, my yeah. God. Like, I was like, I was like, okay, guys, I think we're going to fucking die. You know, like... Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a good episode. It was fun. Uh, it was... I love Rich. He's he's a great he's guy. Awesome. Um you know, uh, yeah. Um, and then we have uh, what I really like. Uh, so uh, Clark Kent continues to fight against War World in Action Comics 1033 and creates a new team of clandestine heroes in Superman and the Authority miniseries. Now, this is the meat. This is what I really want to That's talk about. This is the Morrison, stuff isn't it? Mm. Uh, Morrison on Superman and the Authority and Phil Kennedy Johnson on Superman Action Comics. So Ray and I... Uh, and Adam, Adam was on too. We really enjoyed uh, the Superman in War World arc, yes. the Future State. Yep. Mm. That was really awesome. Um, and now Action Comics is going to be all about Superman versus Mongol and War World. Yeah, baby. And, you know, can John, John has his own book. That, so. Can I ask a question? Um, that sounds really cool, but how much like can they get out of that? Like, how long can it be on War World? kind of thing is what i'm asking like well he's not he's not still prisoner there like he was in future state mm. um i'm not i'm not really sure like the context of it i'm because he's he uh he did this whole thing with house of l mm. uh like that future state book and i know he's doing an action comics annual starring those guys which is cool so like i doubt his whole run's going to be Warworld. I'm guessing it would be like the first arc, but Dave, you you were saying this to me. I think when we recorded last time, how how long can they stay on Warworld? And I'm like, ninety issues, man. Warworld's big. There you go. You know? There you go, Dave. Ninety yeah. issues. Warworld. I mean, I'm down for it. It sounds very interesting. I, I think it sounds cool. Like, I mean, I'll check it out for sure. Uh, the problem I have, and and guys, you tell me if I'm doing this wrong. Like many, many times, I have tried to read Superman on a regular basis. Like, and I just I find myself again and again, um, I just I just can't sort of commit. Uh, but him on Warworld um, sounds more like my cup of tea. You know, I get mm. a bit I get a bit bogged down in all the fucking. Clark Kent bullshit. So you kind of like just, you kind of like situational yeah. Superman. Then you put him in a particular yeah scenario. I like Superman being Superman, like actually, and and flying around and doing shit. And I've read plenty of Superman I've liked, but I'm talking about the week to week grind. I, I just don't care about like the Daily Planet shenanigans and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like it bores me stupid. You know, like Jimmy Olsen fucking doing <laughs> shit. Like, I just don't give a fuck. You know, like Lois I like. I like Lois and I like their relationship. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you say this, he's on Warworld and all this kind of stuff's happening. That sounds interesting to me. From what I've seen of uh, Philip K. Johnson's 
um, Superman stuff so far. I've read all of it, but I've read a lot of it. It's all sci-fi. Like mm-hmm. he's yeah, he's gone all full sci-fi with it. I haven't seen any sort of. Plus, his like identity's kind of public now, so it's not really a Clark Kent thing anymore. Oh, they haven't um, that. They've kept no. that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think this will be pretty good. I mean, with that, I think it really depends on the writer. I mean, you said you like Joe Kelly's run, right? Like, for some of that uh, 2000 stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of, like, the recent runs we've had. We've had, like... Uh, so, we had Bendis. You know, don't need to elaborate there. Um, and then, before that, we had Tomasi, which is all about Superman and John and Lois, you know... Not my cup of tea and not your cup of tea. I've not, not, read, any, I've not read any of that stuff. I know Rich but, loves that. Before that, like he, there was that awful like Superman Truth arc in New Fifty Two. So like it's been a rough, a rough like almost yeah. a decade, you know, for so, for just Superman runs. Yeah. Um, and like Greg, see that's when I've probably tried to read it because before that I wouldn't have bothered to try. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Greg. Batman Superman was good. Uh, as, uh, check out Batman Superman, man. That's been good, you know. Yeah, that was really cool. i tell you something that both of you should check, go back to the files and check out. Greg Rucker's original run on Superman. It's excellent. Yeah, you mm. mentioned that a few times. It's I like Greg Rucker great. anyway. He's great. So. It's, it's, it only goes for about 20, 25 issues. It's awesome. You, you have to search for it a bit. More of it might be available now on Comixology, but it is really good. And yeah. I'm not talking about his second later run where he was sort of writing about with James Robinson and stuff. This is his original run, and I believe it was in Adventures of Superman. You can you can check out his Wikipedia and you can see it there, and it was really good. Is that where he uh, like he Lois is in a war zone or something? Yes, uh, that's one aspect. There's 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 a there's a uh, someone called like Ruin or something. I think that he has to fight. I've heard Professor of Ruin. Professor Hamilton's in it a fair bit. It's it's just a really good run. Um, Hamilton's a pretty underutilized character these days. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying that's one run that I only checked out because Greg Rucker was involved, and I really walked away thinking that's one of my favorite ever Superman runs. You know? Yeah. yeah. I also recently the um, uh, Denny O'Neill collection. Um, yeah, you did. Um, the brought the uh, Kryptonite Nevermore, the Sandman arc, love right? It. Absolutely love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. Really great, and an example of like uh, I use it as an example of like Denny O'Neill says he doesn't get Superman, but he you know he shits out like a really great run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Despite yeah. that, it, um, it, it, it. I know it's it's crazy, but um, yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic. I, Have you read that run? Any of them? No, no, no. You uh, might like that, Ray. Yeah. Available in a hard array. Oh, yeah. okay. That got, that's got uh, my interest. Just got a re-release. Um, yes. And it's smack bang from, like, I think, 1970, 1971. Uh, uh, so it was really the start of the Bronze Age Superman because he became a TV reporter. Uh, all the mm. Super Family kind of went missing. Well, kind of, um, there was that, that issue that we covered. That was Denis O'Neill, wasn't it? The, the, uh, uh the, oh, kill, the robot killing the robot child. That, yeah. that was after his well, run, but that was him. But mm. that was after his run, and it also wasn't very good. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, oh, I mean, I it was it enjoyable. Was right. It was enjoyable. Yeah. The the ghost of the electronic ghost of Metropolis. Uh, it was okay. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, uh, compared to his actual run, though. Yeah, you know, right. 
That was because yeah. that that's he had what didn't wasn't there like Satan with a fiddle at one point during oh, that run or something that like sounds, that was awesome. Sounds uh, good. <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on, and there's the Sand Superman. You know, yeah, like the main like, kind of villain. The what? Quad. Yeah, it's yeah, like man. a Superman made out of sand. Awesome. It's really good. Like, dude, you'd enjoy it, Ray. Seriously. If you've got a birthday or something coming up, you might want to, you know, nominate that Just one not- with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a very well, underappreciated run. I think a lot of pre-crisis Superman falls under the radar for some reason. Um, like whenever, like a lot of Superman readings orders and stuff, they always say start with like post-crisis Man of Steel, John Byrne, and like that's a good starting point. But you know, there's a lot of other mm. Superman stuff out there. Um, Hell yeah, he was around for like fucking forty-five years or something before that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so those are all the new DC titles. Now I had a talking point here that I wanted to talk about with uh, Ray and Dave because he brought up an interesting point on his uh, Legion Outpost. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're saying right. <laughs> you're saying, Dave, that so you're really against the opinion that some <laughs> people have. That uh, Superboy takes something away from Superman. Um, I well, look. I, I was I mean, listening today, so I am quoting you. I love <laughs> Superboy. I love Superboy, the original classic yeah. Superboy, and partly that's sentimental because the first time I ever watched cartoons, Superman cartoons, Superboy had a section in the middle with Superboy and Crypto. I yeah. I think Superboy. Yes, it is. I, 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 I accept the fact, yes, it is kind of like retro appeal and all that. But no, a Superboy is awesome. Like, you know, he's like a he's like a mini Superman. He does heaps of cool <laughs> stuff. And, and then you have the Legion. There's so much cool stuff. I, I don't understand why. I mean, it's not fucking realistic anyway. It's not like Superman is so fucking... It's not like the wire when Superman's, like, flying around. So... Why can't we suspend disbelief that he would be Superboy? I mean, I love Superboy. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't understand when people are like, oh, it takes so much away from Superman. I just can't I just can't deal with it. It's like, just calm down and uh, enjoy it for the fun that it is. It's charming. I love it. Yeah, I enjoy it. And um, I love Crypto as well. Can I say that as well? Crypto. Crypto and the great. Legion. And the Legion. <laughs> the Legion goes to the future. It's awesome. That is fun. Yeah. That is fun. Yeah. It's fun. It is it's fun. fun. Yeah, it's fun. But, like, for, for me, not even for reals, but from, like, a storytelling perspective, right? If you're telling a Superman origin, mm-hmm. I don't think you, like, there's a point where you can put too much in there, and it would suffer as a story. It suffers as a character arc. And, like, I don't... I don't think Superboy ruins Superman or anything. I wouldn't go that far. But, like, I can understand why, you know, if, if you want to strip Superman back down to basics, getting rid of Superboy would be a part of that. Because he wasn't around at first. You know, the the journey to Superman, you know, it's been told as, like, coming of age and all that sort of stuff. But, um... Hang, hang on. Yeah, so, the, so, am I... Am I... Super toddler. They had Super Toddler, yeah. which I think is going Got, too far, you know? Yeah. Hang on. So, sorry, guys. So... Again, this is probably my naivety, um, but Superboy was just the tales of young Superman, right? Yeah, yeah. So how can that not be part of his origin? Like that, 
you know, if you strip everything away, that it's still there, though. Because when John Byrne came on, when John Byrne came on, yeah. they decided to jettison that basically, so that he he grew, he got his powers more gradually, and he didn't reveal his powers to the world oh. until he. So he erased face. Superboy kind of thing. They basically retro erased him after Crisis, oh. and yeah, I don't know what they did him these days, but like that's essentially what he's, they did, isn't it, Clark? Like, you know, yeah. right, like. Good. Canonically, yeah. uh, Clark was Superboy again now. Uh-huh. Good. And you but know why? Is... And I'll say this. I'll say this. I, look, and I said this on Legion. I honestly think Superboy is as much a part of the American myth as Superman. I think it's a, it's back in the 50s. It's back when all this stuff was coming up. It's in the DNA of the DC comics and the character. It was a huge appeal to young audiences at the time. Yes, it's kitschy and retro, but that's part of the appeal of Superman. So don't take it, don't, you know, he has an old-fashioned appeal. Um, you know, don't try to make it seem so cutting-edge. Like, sometimes go back to the classics. That's, that's, that's honestly that, how I feel. That's kind of what they were doing, though, you know? Good. like when, But, okay. like, when they got rid of Superboy, that's kind of what they were doing. They were going back to Superman's roots. Where, uh, wouldn't, it, uh, wouldn't have that caused yeah, it? Like, wouldn't have that have yeah, kicked yeah, up a said, fuss? It did. Like... Yeah, because like, wouldn't a lot of the purists have gone? What are you doing? Like, yeah, it did kick up a fuss, but yeah. at the same time, like a lot of people liked it. You know, like okay. Superboy wasn't there at the start. Like Superman, you know, he grew up and then became Superman. You know, putting on the but costume the was a big start. deal. By, by like the fifties, Superboy was around. Okay, fifty. Like, I mean, that's... by the fifties, and then then he's around for what, like thirty years, and then they ax him again. Then he was pretty much never brought up in the seventies outside of the Legion. So yeah, but like, he was in the Legion. They, yeah, they the didn't Legion. travel back as much. They they didn't travel back as much to to time, but he still turned up um, in the Legion. I mean, he carried the the book was in his name until. Oh yeah, I, I know he. Oh, oh, that's what I was saying. He was still in the Legion, but like in terms of you know Superman books, it was just never really talked Superboy, about. Superboy had a book. So I, I've done a bit of research on this, just Judas Legion stuff. Superboy had a had a book uh, as as late as like the very early eighties, and I believe yeah. Paul Kuhnberg wrote him. And there's a really sad issue, and it breaks my heart where he leaves the Legion. Um, basically, he there's there's like a farewell to the Legion kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, uh, look, yeah, it's a retro appeal. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's not. It is a retro appeal, and I get it's not for everyone, but I just think sometimes, honestly, I think sometimes when they, there's so many times they've tried to make Superman more modern, and part of that was, like, jettisoning Superboy, and I really think, I honestly think Superboy is something that you could really push on young readers, and I know, I know it was how I got into the character, and I'm sure, you know, and I think all the other attempts at Superboy, Connor Kent's probably the most successful, mm. but I just think, why, why, why get rid of a classic? He's back in the past anyway, so it's, it's, it's already happened. Yeah, you know what the, I, mean? I guess the whole idea for me is, you know, Superman putting on the costume should be a big deal. That's when he kind of, it's like Batman, you know, like when Batman becomes Batman, it's a big deal. The fact that he is wearing the costume and he's like, 
you know, 14 and stuff is again, like I'm generally like, I'm fine with his this, cabin, but... man. He's got his cabin and the president can ring him and the police chief can ring him. Oh, yeah, awesome. it's, it's cool. It's awesome. I'm just saying like, if you, if you want to write like a good story, a good origin for Superman, then it's just a bit much. And you don't have like a definitive transition into that sort of. Well, I would Superman. love to know what the Superman fan consensus is. Cause I don't know what, mm. what it is. No? Um, Superman. What? The fan like consensus, like oh, if we uh, took it to the voting, we'll poll, put a poll. You know? We should put a poll up. Yeah, poll up. Put a poll up. Do you like Superboy as Clark Kent? You know what I mean. Uh, something well, like I that. Mean, but I like Superboy as Clark Kent. I'm just yeah. saying, if I if I was doing like an origin story, if I was picking an ideal origin story, you know, he probably just yeah. wouldn't be in it. So, so can, he, can I ask? Sorry, guys. Can I ask? And yeah, so, um, so there's a. So Jonathan Kent, it's his Superman's son, is is Superboy, right? Is there a yeah. is there a young Clark? Well, he's Superman now. Okay, but... well, yeah, but beside that, but is there a um, is there a, a young Clark Kent running around as Superboy in the current comics? Uh, so, in the current comics, Superman was Superboy in Smallville in the costume Ooh. Um, Ooh. because John yeah, brought yeah. it back with. Uh, back in the day, though, so yeah, so he's ago. not, he doesn't exist um, in the yeah. comics. So it, it basically is one in the same with Clark. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what he always was. Okay, yeah. so how come this is? How come this has come back again? This this debate about Superboy. Well, I was during the fires. Uh, no, no, <laughs> there hasn't been a raging debate about Superboy. I just oh. wanted to ask Dave about it. Oh, okay. I thought uh, this had, he's, he's a big Superboy fan. I often bring it up on Legion. Oh, okay. Suppose. I thought this was tied in with that, um, that the whole thing about Superboy becoming Superman now, but that's a different Superboy, right? That's I don't, Jonathan Kent. So. I don't think anyone cares that much either way. Oh, I'm sure okay. most people have a preference as to one or the other, but, right. you know, um, yeah, it's like okay. a huge deal. It just, it just irks me when he's like, um, you know, at, like, in the today, when our storytelling is more advanced, like it just irks me when you know he has the costume and he's essentially being Superman when yeah. he's twelve, you know. Because uh, yeah, but, but we read just it's like, he's like fifteen and sixteen. He does age as Superboy. Oh uh, yeah, as the but years... it, it's it's the same point though. Even if he's fifteen and sixteen, like. But it's because he's such a good guy. That's the thing about Superboy. Superboy's like a more pure version. Because he's even more naive and idealistic. You well, that's, know, and he that's just the one thing. That, that's the one thing that sold me on Superboy. Because I used to be quite anti-Superboy outside of his um, stories, which are fun. But when Ray and I did Superman The Secret Years, which detailed his trans- transition from Superboy to Superman. Yeah. And that transition was Superman had to let someone die to save an island full of people. Yeah. And that, you know made Superman aware of, like, tougher choices and having to be, you know, a bit grey, I guess, which Superboy obviously isn't, as you said, Dave. He's yeah. the, you know, pure version of that. Well, can I just say, if you are interested in this Superboy debate, in the most recent Legion Outpost, we did the death of Superboy arc, and mm. Superboy and Superman actually fight, right? They meet up and fight each other. Oh, it's a really good yeah. How? Okay, cool. That's that's good. Well, it's complicated, Ray, but my advice to you, my friend, is either read the comics or listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> not Ray, smo- not smoke a bowl, like, Dave? Or... <laughs> smoke a bowl, Ray. <laughs> I've been waiting <laughs> nearly a, a year. And just put on Legion Outpost, Ray. <laughs> I've, I've been waiting nearly a year for Ray to get that John Byrne Man of Steel Volume 1 so I can actually... <laughs> 
review it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just waiting for it I to come down in price. Too. It's not going to. <laughs> it's a I big hardcover. I think it might be in volume two, according to what Adam said. Oh, it's yeah, volume two already. Yeah, yeah. Both of oh, them it's are at volume three now getting released. So. Oh, okay. I thought there were only two volumes. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, he, he was on it for a while. So, you know, because he was doing like uh, what at least two titles was in Econa. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was doing three for a while. Oh, wait, no, no. He was just doing two. He was just doing two and Marv Wolfman was doing the other one. And then Jerry Ordway took over. Um, right. You know, oh. mo- most of his runs good. Um, you know, it's he's a good writer. It's not the best Superman run, but like very, very long Superman runs, which are consistently good. Mm. They're not as common as like you know long Daredevil runs, which are consistently good. You know, um, mm. so I think Burns' run is sort of noteworthy for being okay. such a long run that's uh, consistently oh, pretty high sure. quality. It, it's a landmark. For sure, it's a landmark run in Superman, you know, yeah. history. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just have. I think like my preferred origin for Superman is just it's super kind of stripped down and basic, like the the Golden Age origin in um, Superman fifty something. It's you know essentially Grant Morrison's thing. Like he Krypton blows up, he lands on Earth, he grows up in Smallville, then he becomes Superman. And you know, he, he his powers it. kick in a bit later. You mean? Well, I don't even care when his powers oh, okay. kick in, really. Um, but you just don't want that Superboy element in there. Well, you do? Yeah. Okay. But, like, every... Uh, what? My recording stopped. It's okay. Now it started. Uh, but, yeah, every, a lot of... I think my favourite overall origin is probably Birthright. Uh, unless we That's, count Graham Morrison's, but... Um, Birthright's very good. I enjoy Birthright. Yeah. I don't really care that much. I, I make a big deal about it because I like Superboy, but give oh, me a no, good I just, story. I thought it was an interesting... I'll, um, I'll, I'll enjoy it. You know, Grant Morrison's run's excellent. Uh, it's too short for mine. I wish he'd done 100 issues rather than just 18 or however many he did. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah. I, I just... I, I, I haven't really heard anyone feel as strongly about Superboy as you, Dave, so I wanted to pick your ear about it here because I think it's interesting. Well, um, I also love Crypto. Basically, as well. Oh, yeah. Crypto oh is look, Crypto would be in my origin. <laughs> Crypto is always going to be there. I'm a big fan of the Legion of Super Pets and like Streaky the Cat and the Horse and Comet the Horse. Comet, yeah. Comet the Horse and there's a Super Monkey as well. I like all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all fun. Like, um, so, uh, yeah, that moving on. Uh, so let, let's go to Lobo. Uh, so let, let's, since Lobo is kind of our guest of honor here, the made man, um, I mean, I, I'm guessing he got into Lobo from his inception, Dave. No, definitely not. I mean, oh, I, really? no, no, when no. Was, I, when did I, he start? I thought when did that he... would have been your bag, like a hundred percent. When did he, when did he, what was his first appearance? Was it in the eighties? Yeah, it was like early eighties oh, in wow. Amiga. Yeah, okay. I I I know the history of it. I believe Giffen created him in Amiga Man or something, which was pre Justice League International, which Lobo got fleshed out a bit more in. I believe I've not read any of this. And then this period we're reading him, 
in the in the issues this show it's kind of just before the 90s and then in the yep. 90s he uh guys like Alan Grant, Simon Bisley on art and Keith Given off, often co-writing with Alan Grant, he really blew up. And that's when I became aware of him. Um, so that really kind of That macho, 90s wave. Yeah, yeah, that, that kind yeah, of yeah. top of hero. Where I was where, and I loved him in, in that yeah. period. And I, and I would pick up, you know, various – there was a lot of Lobo product. For a, for a while, Ray, he was kind of as big as Wolverine for like. Oh five yeah, I'd imagine you know he, I mean? he was. He was a Ghost Rider, Punisher, Wolverine of, yes. of DC. Yeah. He was yeah, that yeah. angsty kind of pouches and over the yeah. top and kind yeah. of satirical. And Alan Grant uh, is a 2000 AD writer who was who co-wrote Judge Red for many many years. Okay, so I liked Alan Grant, so that was also a sell to me. Um, so yeah, I mean that's what I got into him. So I don't know much about him. He, he took some time to form. Originally, he was kind of a very different character. Then he was kind of a satire on uh, sort of the popularity of the anti-hero. So he didn't and start then, off like that. No, he didn't. He didn't. But he, he started to be written more like that. Right. And then, sort of ironically, he blew up. <laughs> and they really exploited him for mm. a while, you know. Um, until basically the market collapsed and his popularity along with it, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, he's a cool character. I love him. Very I, interesting. I, you know. Very interesting character. Very unassuming, especially, well, especially in the in these episodes that we've, uh, we're have we going to be talking about as and the issues. Um, he, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have any flashy costume or anything like that. He doesn't show off any flashy yeah. powers, but he... Um, well, he just looks like Gene Simmons riding a bike. <laughs> like, with red eyes. I, but, but he goes the, toe-to-toe. The I mean, yeah. series I love. I, see, I, 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 I want to do a shout-out to HBO Max, who, who've got the Superman animated series in HD, which oh, is nice. where I watch... Yeah, I, I watch both these episodes, um, and they're beautiful to watch. And see, this Lobo here, he's slightly more kid-sized, but that's kind of the 90s version yeah. that I'm very familiar with. So, it's also yeah. like um, I think that's more of the the show, you know, yeah, as yeah. well, um, because like you know they couldn't show like someone murdering people constantly. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good it's a good depiction. I I, yeah. I really liked him in this in this in these two episodes. I think it's excellent. I mean, Dave, that the um we did an uh, an issue of him, I think on your two hundredth on the Signal of Doom, and he yeah. he fought Santa Claus and he. Beat the crap out of him, and, and you know. oh yeah, that's uh, well. That was the over the top, you know, stuff that Alan Grant and Keith Giffen and Simon Bisley were doing. In yeah, the but 90s. That's a, yeah. yeah, that's the stuff I, I I would expect, kind of from Lobo. Um, very yes. much tongue in cheek, very irreverent, yeah. that that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. you know, I yeah. before we recorded this, like I actively disliked Lobo, so I was ready to you know go. The be the guy that's like, right. But then I rewatched these episodes and I watched Man of Tomorrow as well again. Uh, not not for He's this. I just good. I watched He's it in good. general. Yeah, he is, and I'm like, oh, okay, I don't I don't mind Lobo. <laughs> so I, I changed my mind. Lobo's um, fun. Lobo is just a bit of fun. Like he's yeah. like not he's not a deep character, but he's a funny character, and you can do stuff with him. You know, he's he's just one of those cool characters. He's he's almost very. Because he's satirical, um, really, in 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 essence, like he's not something that should be taken too seriously, yeah. kind of thing. Like, you know, I guess he's a joke. You know, 
my issue, which isn't my issue anymore, but my issue was that for, like Waterboro's presence in Man of Tomorrow and everything was just so distracting because he was so uh, yeah. not like anyone else in tone. But right. um, yeah, I, I don't think that anymore. I thought he fit in fine because like all of Man of Tomorrow had a bit of humor about it. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I hadn't actually um, watched the episodes, but Dave and and. Connor as well. What did you make of Lobo in the Krypton TV show as well? Uh, Dave no. hated him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh. no. I'm a bit of a Lobo fanatic. So, I, and I abhorred Krypton, and I think it was just dull as dishwater. But I watched the Lobo episodes, and although I didn't like the accent the guy was doing, hmm. I believe he was doing a Scottish accent or something. Oh, okay. oh really? So that was just ridiculous. I didn't mind the actual what he was doing. What he was doing was very Lobo esque, so I kind of enjoyed that. Um, he I just didn't really like good. the acts. Yeah, I, yeah, he did look good. And they were going to do a Lobo TV show, and yes, I would have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Ray and I really liked season one of Krypton. Yeah, um, I thought the I drama thought the main was character was annoying. Okay, I, I just thought the overall drama was it was for me it was very much a like a yeah just a, a good drama like you know dr- like dressed Radiac. up in sci-fi you know it was good yeah Radiac, Radiac Radiac leading this, i just I, I love radiac leading this weird religious kryptonian cult so he can like eat krypton that's just awesome to me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no it wasn't too bad i, I ended up watching probably three quarters of it because yeah. i watched the first season and then i watched a ton of it for lobo um it wasn't too bad you know oh, yeah, it was yeah. ambitious you know, it, it 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 had plenty of things I liked. I sometimes just get a bit um, CW'd out. I know it wasn't CW, yeah. but that kind of, it was the exact kind of thing. The, the main actors, like the main two, Segel and uh, the 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 Zod chick, I think they were like CW quality actors. I thought yeah. the rest of the cast was quite strong. Like Adam Strange, I thought was good. Yeah, the uh, writing was decent as well. I thought. Well, I thought, it's from I thought first the production season. is what yeah. impressed me the most. Yeah. I liked Zod. Um, yeah, it? Zod damn right, Zod was <laughs> in it. Yeah, I thought I thought it went a bit off the rails, and then I dropped off around I think a few episodes into season two, and then it ends on a cliffhanger, so I didn't really get interested in picking it back up. Um, but I wouldn't watch the. Lo- I was quite disappointed when the Lobo TV show was cancelled. That was a sad day. But I think yeah. Sci-Fi <laughs> lost a lot of TV shows. Yeah. Um, like a lot got scrapped. I, don't I think... really do believe. I know Rock is Black Adam, but I think The Rock would have been fantastic as Lobo. You know? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, do you reckon well... he has enough mongrel in him for that? Or... Uh, I, I, look, I don't know, but I, I, I think I can't believe there hasn't been a Lobo movie. I, I think a Lobo movie would do great business. It, it, it should have. They should have plundered that in the nineties. They yeah, could 20s. have plundered that with the Deadpool success. Oh yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep, yeah, as well. I think they'll, um, I think they'll get around to it. I the way Warner's are going through their catalog, uh, and they've got to stay in the game. I, I, I think we'll see a Lobo movie inside ten years for sure. Yeah. Now Lobo is actually sometimes considered a Superman antagonist, uh, which he's, he's. I wouldn't call him a Superman villain, but they do cross paths more often than not, um, and fight each other. Uh, and I think this, like the, this two part of the main man, I think is a pretty good introduction Definitely. to the two characters and their kind of dynamic. Mm. They're um, very off. like everything Lobo stands for. Superman's basically against. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. 
What was it like? What about at one point he's like, oh, I blew up my whole planet and killed everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, the exact that, opposite. Exactly. Yeah, opposite. The thing yeah. was both like, if you dig in, if you if you take it seriously, he did actually kill his whole planet. But you know. Oh yeah. Um. So shall we fly <laughs> off to the preservers' ship? Let's do it. Up, 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 up and, and away. away. Hey listeners, why not check out these other great Superman-related podcasts and accounts? The Best Superman Fan Twitter account, at Talking Superman, covers all topics. Hosted by Adam and updated daily, it's a great source of discussion. The Aspiring Kryptonian, headed by Tasman, Ashley and Evan, is a newer podcast, but has all the expertise and fandom you'd want in a Superman podcast. Last but not least, the Krypton Report cover both Supergirl and Superman on screen, as well as in the comics. James and Tyler are top blokes and well worth a listen. You can find details to all of these fine groups and podcasts in our show notes. Uh, So yeah, uh, The Main Man Part 1. Let's see, it's uh, directed by Dan Reber and written by Paul Dini. Intergalactic bounty hunter Lobo is employed to capture the Man of Steel for the rare species-collecting Preserver, who is obsessed with keeping endangered species in captivity to protect them and prevent their extinction. Superman, the last Kryptonian, is the latest catch for his collection. Upon realizing that Lobo was the last Zazanian, having killed all the others himself, he betrays the bounty hunter and adds him to the collection as well. Guest stars Sherman Howard as the Preserver. Uh, so, very short synopsis, but... Um... I thought that's what we'd like. We'll mm-hmm. just freeform this, I think. Uh, so f- first part of it, do we want to talk about the first part or do we not talk about it all as a whole? Um, Dave, any preference? Oh, I think we can talk about it as a whole. I mean, it's yeah. basically like first part, they end up getting stuck on the preserver ship and then the second part's them breaking out, basically. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, then the main man part two, uh, same cast and everything. Uh, Superman and Lobo team up to pres- escape the Preserver's holdings. Additionally, they must fight off a vile band of competing bounty hunters who share a vendetta against the main man. So first off, I think the the first part I really loved was uh, just the Superman part where Lois is, he asks him how he always gets scoops or something and then he just tells her, I'm actually Superman, I just disguise myself as Clark Kent. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're such a moron or something. And Hiding <laughs> in plain just, sight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Oh, yeah, clearly Lois isn't in a relationship with them and doesn't know everything. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, they're they're like kind of friendly rivals at this point, yes. Clark and Lois. And Lois has a crush on Superman, but I, I love that he just tells her like flat yeah. out what he's doing, and she just doesn't believe it because it's right. Who would believe that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's quite the opposite of Lana Lang, who was fucking obsessed. <laughs> With the fact, like Clark being, uh, you know, Superboy being Clark and Clark being Superboy, and just doesn't let it go in any appearance ever in the comics. You know? Yeah, I mean that was that was the same with Lois in the sixties and seventies as well. Like Lana was pretty much the kid version of Lois Lane. So Superman's been putting up with his bullshit for his entire life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I love her. Uh, I, I love Lana. married her. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just looking at my notes here. There's a part where Lobo eats metal. I can't even remember that part, but oh, I thought I it was funny at that. the time, obviously. Yeah. 
He's a tough yeah, guy, Lobo, you know. Lobo, Lobo's kind of got like an indestructible stomach and stuff. I think he can almost eat anything. What what is his what is his power set? He's pretty much like uh, super durable super and strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he he he's, he can't fly. He, look, I'm, I'm not an expert, but he's he's like super strong. Yeah. Um, he can breathe in space if he's near his bike. Um, oh. He's, I believe his bike gives him some power to breathe in space because he can just ride through space just mm. on the bike. Um, and he can regenerate kind of thing. So, like, okay. he's kind of like um, Deadpool. You can't really kill him. Wow. Um, yeah, and he's super strong. So he can go toe-to-toe with Superman in a fight. Yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. as we see in uh, everything we're covering tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, he, like, he... he's... Power levels are quite big. Yeah, I yeah. mean, in the in Superman: Man of Tomorrow, not no major spoilers for uh, Ray. Oh, actually, no. Uh, never mind. I was going to say Lobo <laughs> beats him in that, but he beats it by pulling a dirty trick. So, yeah, and he fights uh, dirty. So part yeah. of his power as well is that like he's a complete mercenary, Ray. So yeah. I love it. He doesn't care about fighting fairly or yeah. anything. Like he'll do whatever it takes. And he's yeah. unrelenting, which we'll see in the comics, which I, I think was really great. He's got a code of honor. He's got a code of honor kind of thing, like a weird code of honor, and he loves dolphins. Oh, <laughs> okay. He doesn't love dolphins. He's got a soft spot for animals in general, but especially dolphins. Nice. Hmm. Uh, probably what I thought was the funniest part, I don't have any notes after this, but uh, when they're constantly crashing through LexCorp, yeah, they're fighting him. Lex and is just getting progressively just, more. <laughs> just like at his board, you know, at his office desk and just sees it happen and it's just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought um, Lobo's uh, voice characterization was pretty good. I agree. I, I, I don't, like, it kind of, I guess it's it aligned with what I always, well, how I always think you'd sound. I mean, yeah. like, I don't think you'd have a heavy accent like a Scottish or an Irish accent, but it's very gruff. That's, you know, that's how it's... No, yeah. I, the voice acting was excellent in this, in this, in this, um, uh, you know, thing. I, I think it was really good. Yeah. And uh, you know who it was? Let me just double Mark check. Mark Hamill. No. <laughs> um, he, he does someone do a lot of famous. things. It's someone, it's someone a bit famous, isn't it? I think Richard told me this. It's, uh, it's bloody... Um... Oh, Jesus, how much stuff has this guy done? Hold on. Yeah, it's Robert from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, really? aka the That's... best character yeah. on that show. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett, yep. Wow. You're yeah, right. well, I don't, geez, I didn't peg him for that. He's good. He's good, yeah. Um, no, you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't tell it's him. Like, God, I watched, I, I can't remember what, but a while ago I decided to watch the first season of Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. And man, they really toned down Robert's character later on because he's like crazy in that first season. Oh, is he? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's. <laughs> oh, the wife in that, this, I have always found it so hot. Like, oh, Deborah? Deborah. <laughs> I had a real. I used to. I, every time it was on, I'd say, geez, she's nice. And Michelle's like, Do you have to say that every time. I'm like, she's just a cutie. I can't help <laughs> Dave's divorce coming right up. Uh... <laughs> well, I'm just saying, she was. It was. It, it, it kept the show percolating for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Interesting choice of words, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, that that's that's my notes, I guess. Uh, I, I like the two episodes. Uh, I really liked how uh, in the animated series in general they would do episodes, and mm. like at the end of the episode, it would become 
like Superman's Fortress of Solitude developed over the course of the show. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it, it first kind of started in the Brainiac episode. Uh, then uh, we get the Super Zoo at the end of this episode. Uh, we get the origin of that, which I thought was really awesome. cool. Yeah, and can I say as well, I mean, what a cool fucking story with the Preserver. Like how, when they put Superman in like the red sun environment mm. and well lobo just like doesn't lobo just crash his way out or, or like crack a window or something like i can't remember but um and then the the robots those 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 the like two um, women robots the two women robots and lobo's like loving it to start yeah. out with like, the only they keep that's to placate him the only way is a bit of gas yeah. and and to kind of work towards his vices and yeah exactly the only way. funny <laughs> Yeah, it's he's a simple man, Lobo. Really, when you get to the <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it was fun. It was quite fun. Yeah, he and I, yeah, Superman ends up, I think, rescuing him from his cell. So that's why they kind of team up. Yes, he feels obliged to pay him back. Um, exactly. Lobo decides to do his good deed for the century. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and then he goes on a holiday at the end. Um, he's just a good yeah. character. I, I actually think, like, I, I like the Superman animated series a lot. And part of the reason mm-hmm. I like it, other than just the Superman stuff, is it was a great way to introduce other elements of the DC animated, you know, universe totally. to to viewers. And I think this is a really good advertisement for Lobo, personally. Mm. Um, I can imagine many a kid thinking Lobo is just hilarious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's got that cool factor to him as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, I, did I tell you guys I recently got the Lobo Injustice uh, action figure? Um, yeah, I saw it. You, you um, showed me, Dave. It's really yeah. nice. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. In the Injustice game, um, Lobo was uh, one of the downloadable characters. And it's so yeah. fucking stupid. He's not in Injustice 2. Um, but, mm. yeah, no, I, I got the figure. And uh, believe you me, Ray, it's uh, looking pretty good on my shelf right now. Oh, I'm looking yeah. at it right now. <laughs> I, I also like. Did he have his dog in this episode? I don't think he had his dog. No. He usually has no. a dog as well. Like a bit of a, it's like a it's like a like a uh, I guess like a pit bull or a, or a bulldog. Or I don't yeah. know what it was exactly, but it's pretty cool when he has his dog because his dog's kind of funny. Um, I don't think he had a dog in the comic either. I don't think no. he did. well that because the comic it's it's a few years before Lobo right. really broke out. They really flushed you know, him out. Yeah. They hadn't really given him all the really cool things. Like, he was almost getting there, but they hadn't bulked him out enough, and they hadn't given him the dog and all the other stuff that come along with it, you know? Yeah. Great stuff, though. I mean, as an episode, 9 out of 10, as a, as a two-parter. A two-parter. I love it. Wow. Yeah, I, I was very... I, I was impressed with the um, this animated series as well. I haven't seen many of them. Um, and, yeah, no, I was impressed by, by Lobo. The story was cool. Um, mm. I just loved how, I mean, this was a precursor to reading the comics that we'll review as well, just in how, how powerful Lobo is, um, yeah. how he goes toe to toe with, uh, with Superman. I mean, we're talking about Superman, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's, and we'll, we'll speak about this in the comics because like, I think there are some inconsistencies with Superman's powers, but anyway, um, in the show, uh, show. Yeah. And in, and in the comics that we'll. We'll read as well. Right. Can I say something? Can I say something? I remember 
Mm. When I was, um, when they, when they, you know, you know how they did Superman animated series after Batman had wrapped yeah. up. Yeah. So yeah. I remember I'm old enough to remember being on message boards when the animated series was just wow. launching and, uh, one of the producers, now I don't know who it was, you know, it might've been Bruce Tim, It might've been someone else who knows, but we're saying we deliberately in the animated series are making Superman less powerful in okay. the. A building, a building could fall on him and he could survive, mm. okay, but it wouldn't be nothing to him. Like, we consciously want to sort of limit his power set a little bit so that he couldn't just survive like okay. a nuclear bomb. Yeah, um, that, was, that was Bruce Tim. yeah. Yeah, I just I always remember them saying that. Um, and, you know, and yeah, I guess it, they, they're deliberately sort of powering him down a little bit. Yeah. I, I always lost it bit of respect for Bruce Tim after that because it, it's it's really like shows that the writer's limited imagination if you think you need to depower Superman to tell good stories mm. um, like for God's sake what's probably re- what's widely regarded as the best Superman story uh, has him amped up <laughs> yeah I'm thinking that <laughs> you know? as well yeah and and that's why Morrison did it to stick it to those guys He's like people say Superman's too powerful. Here, I'll make him more powerful and still write a good story, you know? Yeah. Um, That's great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... I I, just always remember he said that. That's all I just... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, just reflection on the shows in general. I always felt... Tim, like, he did a good Superman show and stuff, but I don't think he's entirely 100% simpatico with the character, Mm. Um, especially with some decisions he made, but, like, you know, whatever. They're still good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, any other thoughts about these episodes? No, no. What, what, what do you give it, Connor? The uh, the the two parter. Oh. By Superman, the animated series standards. Yeah. Ooh. I'll give it a seven. Okay. Seven seven uh, preservers out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Because because the animated series has some really good episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. See, I don't have anything to to you know, offset it with. So um, I just, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'd, I'd give it about a seven and a half, maybe eight. Just cause I was, do, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Ray. Sorry. I cut you off. Oh no, just cause, just cause it was fun and um, had two characters that I, I, I knew. <laughs> um, <laughs> and no, no, it was, it was just a really fun kind of romp. A lot of good action. So yeah. Yeah. The preserve is a bit of fun too. He's, I love he's his just, design. Yeah. Is How about he a thing? He is he a, a I don't think so. No, okay, but he's just—he's just this giant kind of floating head in um, <laughs> the show, which I really liked. And um, yeah, it's yeah. It, I was going to say Lobo also has a brief appearance in Young Justice too. He—he he often comes on. I—I I, I really wish they'd spend more time on him. Like, you know, he comes on at the start of Young Justice, I think season two, as kind of a bounty hunter who's got a bit of a mission, and he's just kind of like. I'm like, why can't we just have him as a regular cast member? You know what I mean? Like, I think he was. Um, think... He was. He had a minor appearance in the Justice League where he wanted to fill Superman's spot after he died. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and everyone was getting annoyed by him. Obviously, um, he's pretty awesome. I mean, his his kind of cockiness and confidence is part of his appeal. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's not meant to be. Um, like heroic, 
Yeah, I mean, exactly. And if you, that's why I love reading his solo comics, Ray. Like, for, like they've put out two collections because in his solo comics, you know, he really has chance to kind of lay back and yeah. you can really suck it in, if you know what I mean? He's not mm. confined to just being a guest. Yeah, yeah. I don't know for sure, I'd, I'd imagine. Uh, and you play that mm. whole, as you say, satire thing with him, which I really enjoyed in that um, that issue that we covered on your 200th. I thought... So Ray, I'd say you probably should pick up the two volumes that they've recently put out. Go, go, go and <laughs> make that move. Maybe while you're on the call now, you know. Can just, Ray? Just can Ray pick up Man of Steel volume one first? Or... <laughs> well, yeah, oh, yeah. Those yeah. epic collections get me all the time. That's it. Probably. I was so, yeah. busy getting this, the epic collections that must be filling up like a fucking library in your house, Ray. I don't know. Well, because you, know. you have to get them as soon as they come out. Otherwise, these vultures just. <laughs> pounce on um, you know like exactly. I swear a lot of people in that group don't even read the epics they just want the shells no they don't them. no they don't no no there are a lot of which just really grinds my gears yeah yeah it's um, just like you've yeah, got to at least read it nice once shelf. I want to read these goddamn stories yeah. you know uh, yeah I wonder how those do you know when that Daredevil and Spider-Man ones are coming out um I, I don't th- I think probably second half of the year I don't think it's on for a while okay. yet so yeah, we're all good. Oh, it's stressful, man. Like I, I, I have less. I don't have to worry about an omnibus that comes out, but I have to worry about epic collections. Like oh, omnibuses as well, though, are, are difficult. Like they, they disappear quickly. You got to really. I don't think DC ones do. Oh, okay. Not that, not from my experience. I mean, there's, there's still like Sandman omnibuses floating around that came out years ago. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there are, yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, I, I, I've really, in recent years, um, gotten much more on top of buying shit as it comes out that I want because I was burnt, you know. Um, but now I've compiled a library where I can afford to sit back a bit. But, um, yeah. yeah, omnibuses, you can, if a lot of them, like I recently, as in a couple of weeks ago, said, okay, you need to get your life into fucking gear and get Green Lantern, Jeff Johns, Omnibus 3. I and love that. Been out it's for- like I need to get my life into gear, which means I need to get this omnibus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd been laying back and fucking playing patty cake and not paying attention, and then I was like, "Yeah, make a fucking move," and yeah. I did. It arrived now. But what I'm saying is, I didn't rush out and get that. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. but but I I realized like I'm like that. Apparently, is the last one. So how stupid would I feel if I let that one fall through my hands? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I agree. I mean, it's and it depends what bought budget you're working with as well. Um, I got mine gradually yeah. over a long time, but so I see some people, and I see them go this month's haul. I know. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, I know. I see that too. Where all their money goes. Yeah, but like you know, I've spent a lot of money on it, but I've done it over a lot of time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and but yeah, those epic collections. I never really got into that game, other than a few. I've got a few, yeah. but it's a very addictive game, and they pump them out all the time. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like a full time job staying on top of it. Well, if I you, mean, if I wanted. Got... Um, Sorry, I just I, I wanted to get like Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer, but I had to just go. No, I can't afford to keep up with that. I'll just try and do Daredevil and Spider Man from now on. You yeah, know, which bet- sucks because I really wanted the other two, but I just I've got to hard. make a choice. It is, isn't it? But yeah, you. I think it's a lot more, um, you know, attainable. Yeah, if you do just concentrate on a couple of like titles that you want, because yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, love- try to get them all. But 
I love all of Daredevil. He's one of my favorites, and I gotta have those, you know. And yeah. Spider Man, yeah. that sure. run was like my childhood. I cherish it, and I love to reread them in color. Mm. So I'm trying to get those. But like Fantastic Four and Civil stuff, I love those too, and I love the cosmic stuff. But man, I just can't afford it, you know. Not not because uh, I got I got other comics and stuff I want to buy, like Omnibuses yeah, I save up for and stuff. Yeah, uh, like like the Superman Grant Morrison Omnibus, which just got a reprint. Which because uh, oh, they had have... some stupid errors in there. Yeah, and uh, yeah. unlike uh, the Marvel one, which was just like, oh, just find the pages online. I know oh, that's terrible. Uh, DC was re- like, oh, we're doing a reprint, and your supplier should give you a recall yeah. and the new printing. That's... Except for Booktopia, Sabolsky over that bullshit with yes, Marvel. Yes, I said that is absolutely <laughs> ab- abhorrent. What they, you know, it's just terrible. Like, these are the people, like, you know, forking out their hard-earned cash for, a, you know, a quite a big sum. It's an omnibus. Yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, well, CB fucking woke up to that tweet that day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a bit of heat. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Because um, that, that, like, the Morris Anonymous thing, that was, like, announced, like, the same time that the recall and repri- the free recall was happening mm. that they went. I'll just print out a page. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make them look um, good, tell you that. No. Uh, but I was going to say like that, I don't think, for instance, you'd have to worry about that Grant Morrison Superman omnibus selling out, but like mm-hmm. um, that could just be popularity. I think they released a rebirth omnibus of Superman and John, which is super popular. That might sell out quickly, yeah. okay. um, you know, if you want that. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know how we got onto this. Uh <laughs> So, uh, should we go to the comics now? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Uh, so, Adventures is first, right? Or is it Superman uh, 41? Superman is first. All right, well, let's, yeah. let's fly off to the Fortress of Solitude in the North Pole. Up, 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 up and away. And away. Hey, this is Tyler from Krypton Report. If you like Superman, Supergirl, anything related to the Kryptonians, check us out. We are a podcast. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just look for Krypton Report Pod. All right, uh, we're here. So, uh, thrills, chills, hills, no spills. The Day of the Krypton Man, Part 1. Uh, Krypton Man uh, arc, there's not much Krypton Man stuff in this, but it's probably my favorite arc between Exile and uh, Death of Superman. I think it's really good, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'll go into it more as we go on, because I'm sure you guys will have questions of why Clark is acting like such an asshole. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm just wondering, (laughs) I was going, what the hell is going on with this guy? Yeah. And you notice, uh, can I just say this, I've just noticed this now, the the first page you see the it's like Two Face how they've got his face half oh, in shadow. Yeah. That's a nice spot. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. that's why they pay me the big money. <laughs> that's why we got and, you and on the we'll, show. We'll yeah. My review. <laughs> I'll rest up my laurels now. So um, we look at the cover here. So we got four panels on the cover. The top left is thrills, whereas an alien harassing another alien for six fifty. Uh, Superman flying in the North Pole, uh, Jimmy Olsen falling down something, mm. uh, and uh, Bibbo smacking 
uh, Wobro over the head with a chair. Now, yeah, uh, Dave, Wobro's design's a bit different here from the classic Wobro. Yeah. We all know. Uh, the no mustache, the eye, the makeup on his face isn't as mm-hmm. prominent either. I don't like it at all. I really was a bit annoyed that it wasn't the classic Lobo look, but the characterization is on point, so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Like, it's that classic thing. You know, it's like when you go back and read Golden Age comics and you're like, seriously, like, get with the fucking program, guys. Like, <laughs> this is kind of like you go back and it's like 89, 90. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, five years later, he's so much cooler. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. Um, he's, he's got a nice aesthetic here. I mean, like, he's just, just yeah. chalk white, the red eyes, pretty cool. And, and it's, it's not just, big enough. it's not it big enough, but there's that hint of it there. Like, if you know what yeah. Lobo eventually looks like, you can see that. Yeah, it's like, a like Lobo point five. It's like Lobo 0.5 or 1.5 before Lobo 2. You know, He looks like, like he's drinking wine there as well. Yeah. yeah. A craft a bit, beer. A bit dainty. Uh. <laughs> well, he's put his beer in. Like, really, Yogo, uh, Lobo would just be chugging from the bottle, you know? Yeah. Like, really. Yeah. going to be putting his beer in a fucking glass. He's going to be chugging from the bottle and then throwing the bottle away. That's what Lobo does. So, so we, it's called the nature of the beast. This issue. We start off in Superman's talking like Mister Spock. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, I don't know why this didn't occur to me before. It's such a logical location. This is very, <laughs> very logical. Uh, so, uh, this is a, actually this is cool for you guys. This is kind of like uh, the origin, or close to the origin of his Fortress of Solitude as well in Post Crisis. Right. Uh, it, it changes dramatically from being under the ice to being the more traditional one, but mm-hmm. uh, this is what it was like for a little bit, I okay. think, until, like, the 2000s. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, and I, I like it. I like the idea of it being underground. I think it's a nice little spin on it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and he'd, he'd want to keep it hidden. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have the character that the, the no, others no. at the moment, because you don't see any of the relics or anything like m- many of them, but... Um, plus, plus, Krypton is like a like right now. Krypton's this kind of sterile society, so it's not really that colourful. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I like so, that he's got the 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 statues holding up the globe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. So I'll I guess I could tell you guys what's happening. So in exile, the exile arc, which I highly recommend, it's great. There's an omnibus of it. Um, takes place right after Burns Run. Uh, there is. Basically, the whole thing is Superman exiles himself into space because he killed Zod. But uh, the uh, he finds this Kryptonian artifact called the Eradicator. Ah, right. And yep. the Eradicator, the, the Eradicator's directive is to restore Krypton, and mm-hmm. it's slowly turning Clark like it's slowly merging with Clark, okay. which is why Clark is kind of becoming this Kryptonian robot, oh. and uh, the. It eventually, like, that's his whole arc. Clark turns into Krypton Man. He causes some destruction, but then he splits off, and Krypton Man becomes the Eradicator. But he uh, doesn't look like the Eradicator from Death of Superman yet, because he's uh, just... Ah, uh, right, because I, I remember the Eradicator. Uh, that's what I thought that he was referring to. Yeah, yeah so this is his origins, really. Right. And um, so he's like this kind of black silhouette wearing a Krypton suit. And he's called Krypton Man and the Eradicator, and they fight. And his the Eradicator's characterization is very much like General Zod in Man of Steel, just without the sort of personal hatred. He's very like, I just want to restore Krypton, mm-hmm. you know. And he's just on Earth, so he's like, I mean, he's Earth, and they have a huge fight. It's really awesome. 
And uh, the next time the Eradicator pops up is in Death and Return of Superman, where he has a nice redemption arc. Um, Jeez, that's a fair few years after, isn't it? Well, in yeah. Death and Return, he's actually really helpful. If you yeah, think about right. it. he does, yeah. He redeems he's his ally. He rescues Superman because yeah. he realizes that Superman is Krypton survival, you know, which is why I think they really need to collect this Eradicator stuff into a trade or something or an omnibus because there's still a lot missing between Exile and Death and Return of Superman because mm-hmm. the Eradicator has this whole backstory. They know? need to get with the fucking program. Yeah, and like the when you know the Eradicator's backstory, it adds a lot to like the reign of the Superman. Yeah, because um, well. he's the guy you're kind of going for, really. Tweet DC uh, about it. That's what I do. Tweet DC. Start making some fucking. <laughs> Dude, I, I can tell you, I made a lot of noise about Chuck Dixon and Mike Barron Punisher to Marvel, and what do you know? It's all getting published now. Yeah, you got to make some noise. It's the only language they understand. You know, you know, diplomacy with the sword. Always. <laughs> so I should start sending mail bombs. Is that what you're saying? No, oh, no, I'm not saying that. Just, just tweet them and just, just, just hammer them for a while. Leave it alone, then hammer them again. You mm. know, copy in a few people. Like, I go with the what have I got to lose? Like, yeah, exactly. What have exactly. Yeah. What have we got like, to who lose? Who the really? fuck cares? You know, like they don't publish it. They don't publish it. If they my, do, my collection is like. John Byrne, Superman run, Exile, Superman run. That's one huge continuous story, right? Yeah. No gaps. And then it's Death of Superman. It's like a huge gap, but I have like a smattering of trades in between yeah. it. Do you have it all digitally as well? Uh, no, just physically. Why uh, not? Uh, actually, Dave, have you heard of Time and Time Again, the Superman story? Oh, not even sure. Uh, well, basically, Superman's getting hurled through time. It's pretty fun. He goes to, like, World War Two, dinosaurs, King Arthur. But um, cool. uh, there's also, it's post-burn, but pre-death. And um, there's uh, the Legion show up in it, like future Legion cool. adults. Time and time again. Time and time again, yeah. Yeah, I'll if the Legion are in it, I'll push to get that on Legion Outpost. That sounds it's, awesome. It's not the best thing ever, but it's fun. Yeah, it sounds good. And the Legion are only in a part of it. They're not in the yes. whole. Um, that sounds fun. Is yeah. that collected somewhere? Yes, I got I got that in the trade. Okay. Um, so that, that should be somewhere. Um, but yeah. So is trade. that the, is that in the Man of Steel stuff? Uh, no, that's after Burns Run and it's after Exile, but it's before oh. Death of Superman. That that cool. whole period's like collected in a smattering of trades, but uh, yeah. And in terms of your personal collection, do you own all, the whole thing in physical, like floppies, or not? Floppies, no. I only no, get trades just, and stuff. Um, yeah. I just wondered if you'd done that because Ray, do you remember that? You remember when I was going through that Wolverine phase, and I was yeah, you want to get the fucking... whole the whole set, yeah, yeah, but he wants like four hundred and fifty bucks for it. <laughs> and then he was like, "I don't, I don't take any offers." And I'm like, "Well, fuck you." Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, well, he's saying goodbye. He was there. overpriced. Oh, I said yeah. to him, "What about three hundred in the hand right now?" Yeah, and he's like, oh, "Don't take offers." And I'm like, "What the hell?" Well, good luck to him. Like, let's see if he got got rid of them. Yeah, as a, as a set, yeah. he wanted it as a set, right? Yeah, I wanted the whole thing. No, man, man like, he was selling it as imagine? a set. He, he, was not, he wasn't yeah, separating. Just, just like yeah. I've got the whole Punisher set, everything from the 80s and 90s. I, I just wanted the whole Wolverine thing just so I I could kind of kick back, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And just enjoy it. You know? And um, for this guy, I felt like he was pricing above market price, you know? Yeah. 
well, you know. And he had kind of an asshole kind of persona where he was like, I don't do deals, I don't take offers. And I'm like, it's a marketplace, pal. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's, oh, it's, it's called Facebook Marketplace. No, was it, it was or... like on eBay. It was on eBay. Oh. And, and and I just sent him a message offering him 300 uh, like, let's close this out right now tonight. And he was just like, no, I don't do offers. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. You know, I've had uh, I've had pretty you. good luck on eBay. In fact, I've I've gotten prices down so low on some stuff that I feel bad. <laughs> That's pretty good. Like, you, I mean, you just off you just um no was it make an offer? Is that it? Yeah, yeah. And then nice. I make another a counter offer, and then I get it down. Like there was one really rare book, a uh, rare karate book I got, which is super rare, published in the seventies. They don't make copies anymore, and I got that down like almost half price, and I felt pretty bad. Because nice. if the guy's selling that, he needs money, you know? Um, ah, right, yeah. But I was cheapskate, so... Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, they, they choose I, I, to accept I, I, it, you know? Fucking cash. That's what I was hoping. I was hoping this guy needed cash to make rent or something, and, you know, I was trying to lowball him, and, and he was... <laughs> like, otherwise, why sell it? Like, it's like, why sell it, pal? They used to not know anymore. Man, I want to unload the Bendis one. I have all that in floppies, but man, that would be a hard <laughs> one because I think a lot of people want to unload that. Why? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a that's a fucking uh, what do you call it? A buyer's market. <laughs> <laughs> There's a. I have a lot of cool variants though. In that, you run. should try and sell it to two Bendis. Say Bendis, you inflicted this on me. Can you? I look. I like the first six issues out of the fifty or so he did. <laughs> Out of the fucking hundred that he, you know, like yeah. we we did we did Leviathan on Signal. Oh uh, man, oh, Leviathan! Oh. it was so boring. It was a bit of a like, grind. Was they, that one. Yeah, yeah. They did another one, like a sequel series, and I didn't even bother trying that out. I was like, no, uh, no, but, thank you, Enders. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, back back to this. Uh, so we got we got here from Eradicator, but uh, yeah, so that's what's happening to Clark. That's why he's becoming a jerk. He's mm-hmm. metamorphosing. Um, uh, on that ritual he mentions about like the scientist triumphing over the barbarian, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was rad. That was so cool. I just can't remember what issue it was, but that was one of those. Oh yeah, that comes back. I, that comes back again. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those arcs. I'm like, why isn't that collected? This whole. Because that was another Eradicator thing. It was like destroying the planet or something. There was heaps of Eradicator stuff. That was like the main kind of... There was heaps of like miniature arcs and stuff. But the main overarching plot was this Eradicator artifact, really, before death came about. Um, so this, this, plot, ar- this artifact um, is sentient, is it? And it's, Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it yeah it, it it appears in exile and you get its origin there it's mm. all tied into like Kryptonian history like John Burns did a World of Krypton miniseries which is pretty good okay. which explains like the whole history of Krypton and stuff um, so yeah it's it's all good stuff uh, you know before the anyway <laughs> oh, before wait, we, we exploded <laughs> no just just before the whole like uh, I don't know just I was about to go on a tangent like back when main arcs were interesting in Superman comics, but um, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, um, we cut to... uh, Oh, yeah, this guy who wants to beat up Superman, I think, was Mongol's champion. Draga. And Superman kind of kicked the crap out of him when he was a gladiator on Warworld. Uh, So he wants to get even with him with that. Again, awesome story. 
you know. But this seems to this seems to go like nowhere, right? He, the the whole yeah, technique for yeah, him is that like, he's ever trying to get there, but, <laughs> and it's almost comical. Um, and like Lobo overpasses him, like you know, overtakes yeah. him and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, is he is he like a formidable character? He come yeah. no, not okay. really. Like I mean, he's formidable against other people, just not against Superman. Okay. Um, he's like he comes back later on. Uh, okay. after this, but, um, yeah, his resolution isn't in this story. I love these, like, dolphins or whatever. <laughs> oh, the sharks? Yeah. I've got to say, like, um, Dave, you were, you know, I was saying that you weren't a fan of, of Lobo's look, like, in in these uh, issues, but oh, this... I didn't mind it, I just no, prefer no, the, no, fair the enough. 90s one. Yeah, no, but I was thinking, like, the highlight, the artwork of Lobo in the bar here, um, yeah. I don't know, it's just the colours, really clean ink work, uh, I yeah. really did like the look, like the look, the way Lobo looks here. Jerry I think, does the art oh, on this as well yeah. as writing, and it's it's fantastic, fantastic job. Yeah, awesome I don't art. want to take anything away from Jerry Ordway. I think he does a brilliant job with the artwork here, and you mm. are right. And I think, like, honestly, Lobo looks like a sort of like a rock star or something. He does, these, yeah. You know, yeah. like, like he he wouldn't be out of place in Kiss. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just <laughs> noticed. All of this is underwater, right? Um, yes, it's so. pretty cool. Yeah. I think Ordway's a bit of an unsung hero. Like he, yeah. he was a big part of the Superman relaunch. Mm. He was there from the start doing artwork, and he ended up writing. And he wrote. He was like one of the main two writers, I think, or two or three writers on Exile. Him and Roger Stern. Oh, okay. Um, Just Stern. Good old Roger Stern. Oh, he his issues of Superman are always the best ones in this era. He's a powerhouse. Um, great, great writer, Roger yeah. Stern. One of his, yeah. singles. his stuff in Exile was so good. Best Spider-Man run of all time, I believe. I think. Yeah. Spider-Man. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. And his Avengers run, it's very good. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you know, not but you, when you go from like a Roger Stern issue to a Jan Jurgens issue, then it hits you like a brick in the face. <laughs> the quality yeah. in writing. Jan <laughs> Jurgens sitting at home waiting for the phone to ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, his, uh, I mean, I, we talked about it a bit before the show. I like, I like his art, and I've liked some of his stuff. Uh, but his his rebirth action comics is like one of the worst things I've ever read. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. 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 His, art, his art is is good. Like, yeah. Quite nice. Oh yeah. He's Everyone, nice. check out Superman versus Aliens, written by Dan Jurgens. It's really good. I'm not kidding. It is good. It's good. It is. No, it's very good. I bought it when it came out in the nineties. Did you read the? No? Did you read the Chuck Dixon sequel? I haven't read it, but I've heard it's very good. Crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. good. I don't think it's as good as the first one, but it's pretty crazy. Like it has Dark Side and the New Gods in it. Um, awesome. And then yeah. apparently. Deliberately went in a, he deliberately went in a different direction because he felt Dan Jurgens had done such a fantastic job on wow. on the. Yeah. First, he, he he really thought Dan Jurgens knocked it out of the park, and so he deliberately went in a very different direction in his. Yeah, it was all his, action. There was no horror or anything. It was all like um, action and big skep, uh, spectacles and stuff. Cool. Yeah, it's good. Um. Yeah, no, they're, they're good stories. We'll cover them at some point. Um, but, uh, yeah, so oh, these shark people want Lobo to fight Superman. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Um, there's no real reason why. they just. I guess they just want to see it happen, right? And they've got a lot of money to boot to, to entice Lobo. Um, 
They're like gamblers, I think. The gamblers, they? yeah. yeah. I guess they they're just up for up for a good gamble. They're, they're, they're sitting in the they're sitting they're like those guys who are sitting in the bar, placing a few bets. Ray, you know you've been yeah. there. You know what? It's like. <laughs> I think uh, Superman's gotten even a bit more famous in space after Exile because he made a right. He beat Mongol, I think, on War World, uh, and he was sort of traveling around everywhere. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I really love like the. Yeah, you know, it really falls off a bit after Reign of the Superman, but like just the sort of it's a detriment how it's so connected, but at the same time it's cool. You know, it's like you're just reading one really I think long story. Really cool. I think they did a really good job with the Triangle Era. You know, mm. yeah. yeah, like reading through those Burn comics all the way through to Reign of the Superman, it just felt like one long story. You know, it's like, and when you get That's to Death Superman, it's like, oh, this character I've read his whole life up until now. You know. Yeah. And now I'm at his death, and it's like it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, what's this teleporting? <laughs> yeah, Ralph. Uh, I, I guess he he's just a nice means for Lobo to get there quickly. They really should have done the Banff sound effect. Yeah, yeah. Because actually, I think he ends up being um, a little bit redundant once Bebo comes on board because Lobo needs someone. Um, you know, to, to witness this thing. Oh, Bibbo is useless. Yeah. yeah, so he gets on Bibbo. But they make a funny trio. I mean, there's just a lot of, drink, oh, yeah. a lot of drinking issues. Oh, yeah. you know? There's a lot yeah, of... They're just like <laughs> these drunk people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I love... So Superman was made... New, uh, Clark was made News Times editor. Yeah, know, this really... Like, we get some real nice uh, super dickery here. I love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it really confused me, like, letting Jimmy wait for an over an hour, and, like, Jimmy can see the light. Like, and then he's Clark's like, yeah, in the I'm office. Not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like, what are you, the fuck is Clark's problem? I don't yeah, even know Clark's exactly what I Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Jimmy was so annoying in this era that I'm like, yeah, fuck Jimmy. Let him wait outside forever. Like, he doesn't have anything interesting to say. I, he's just I, kind of I, I'd, you, like... I'd keep Jimmy waiting a long fucking time first. <laughs> I, I, could, I, could go, I could go a whole year without seeing Jimmy. Yeah, but uh, even even he talks to his assistant like it's, um, yeah. you know, you're here to assist me. Uh, but I reckon she, she retorts in a really good manner, you know, but I'm not here to lie for you, you know, and she's just, so she kind of like lets him know, but he's just carrying on still talking to his, to his mum, just on the phone. So he, um, what he, what he does to Lana is appalling. Though, yeah. I gotta say like she, this Lana has been through a lot because of him and yeah, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. Mm. But uh, I was making the paper playing that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, no, there was, there was, when I read it, I was like, there's obviously a subplot here because for Superman to be such a prick is very rare. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, and you know, reading this like in order, this was, this was great fun because it was just a really nice change of pace to see Clark just sort of become a jerk. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I, and what, for readers back then, um, it, you know, they would have just been beside themselves, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So we we get like Lobo and and Ralph um, flooping or bamfing their way across. So he yeah. can't he can't get to Earth straight away. So I guess he just has to like do <laughs> what do you say? Um, like little jumps, bumps into that Drago Drago guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they meet fleetingly, um, but Lobo yeah. really doesn't. It's funny when give a Lobo's plastering yeah. himself on the windscreen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, 
<laughs> yeah, but and he Drago's doesn't give him much respect. Out. Yeah, he goes, you, you loser. I'm going to get Superman before you do. And, and off he goes. Yeah, so very much like comical, like Drago, because he's a bit of a loser at this stage. Like he's yeah. he's not even able well, to do, you know, what he wants. And then we, we have Jimmy with this whole subplot with Jimmy's yeah. dad at Kazma's. And let me tell you, it's shit. I, it's I wasn't too interested in this. Like I, Those issues yeah. were a slog to get through, yeah. and there was too many of them. Yeah, um, looks like his dad's I, Nick Fury. <laughs> but um, yeah, th- this didn't interest me, and I'm glad that it there wasn't too much on this in, in the yeah. Two issues. Yeah, it's just setting up for the future. Don't worry, yeah. I have to suffer through that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'll give you guys the skinny on Lana in this continuity because mm. um, I know Dave, you're you're really familiar with her from pre-crisis, not post-crisis. Basically, uh, they. They were best friends in high school. They went out for a bit, I think, at the prom. Or they didn't. I don't know. Anyway, he told her he was Superman, then he left, which upset her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he came back later on, had this reunion with her. Um, and then she got kidnapped by Luther and, like, beaten up <laughs> to try and find out Clark Kent's connection to Superman. She got abducted by aliens, uh, <laughs> and her mind was altered and stuff. Oh, and then she nearly got beaten up by this Matrix being who was pretending to be Superman. So she's been through a lot because of Clark. So and she, but she's always been supportive of him. Is she kind of like friend? I almost thought the way they were writing her was she was almost like a little bit simple, or that she still thought she was a kid. No, no, no. no she's just she's she's just part of like the old fashioned charm that Smallville. You know, like, she still lives there. She's still... When I saw her sitting at the thing talking, the way she's drawn, I was like, oh, does she, is she kind of regressed to thinking she's still 15 or something? No, no, <laughs> she's just... She's just, like, having a good time with uh, the Kents, really. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it was an innocent question. I just... Yeah, you know, yeah, not, no, it's fine. Not knowing the the, the subplot. But I, yeah, I got the... Yeah, but I, he's such a gigantic prick to her mm. yeah this was this is where i was like screw you clark that's just horrible she because she's been good to him the whole time of all the crap he's put her through uh you know yeah and i feel bad for the kents as well they're trying to cover for him yeah, yeah they're put in a bad position aren't they i mean they can't <laughs> but when clark shows up and he goes greetings they'll <laughs> <laughs> well say greetings earthlings like yeah I guess it's all part of the story, though, that he's... Oh, it, oh yeah, it absolutely it is. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know... Just it'd, be more, it'd be more fucking funny and scandalous if there was no story reason and he was just being a prick because he was sick of her. <laughs> that would have... Yeah. That would be... No, I'm just saying that would be more shocking, whereas yeah. you're like, oh, it's all just part of the plot device, like, uh, you know, whatever. Like, um, yeah, but imagine, imagine if Clark was, like, looking in the mirror and he's like, I'm really sick of... <laughs> and he's, human. he's not the punisher of this world. He's not the I don't want to deal with these problems. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm tired of you know pretending to like these so-called foster parents. Um, oh, they should have gone a bit darker. I think <laughs> puts, maybe, a, like, maybe puts a gun in his mouth. Kid, I can see it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's just like I want to burn the world. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want? I'm not hungry. Okay. <laughs> Uh, give Lana a present. I didn't think to bring her anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just shot after shot, and then the last one with, and and it's a really good use of the word balloons here because just conveys her body language as well. 
She's just not impressed. Like he's talking about, like, oh, we don't, we don't celebrate this. He's literally saying we don't celebrate this rubbish. <laughs> like he's turned it to Spock. Yeah, he's yeah. Kryptonians never did much to celebrate the passing of yearly lifespans like yeah. Earthlings do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so poor Lana. Uh, we cut back to uh, Lobo and uh, uh, Floop guy. Oh, Ralph, Ralph, yeah. Ralph, yeah. And it's good to see Lobo does have his bike. It's a different bike, but it's still got the skull motif. So it's cool that you – I like seeing the – you can see where Lobo is going to develop in later years. Like the the basic elements are all there kind of thing, you know? Yeah. 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 This is funny. I thought this page – like he's just ragging on humans, going, geez, they're an ugly lot. And he sees Lex as well. He goes, yep, yep, yeah, they're they're ugly. (laughs) That's a – uh, it's just the irreverence. I love it. Oh, he's drunk. He's like hiccuping and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we get Bibbo. Yeah, so they make power. their way. Um, so Lobo seems to be able to sense stuff, Dave, as well. Like he seems like he. That happens later on as well with the the fortress. But he seems to sense. Is this a, something that he has, or just this was just written? Oh, I, mean, like, I can't remember, but yeah, he probably does have some super senses. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he, he Ray, he tends to kind of have whatever he needs. Like, yeah, okay. um, fair enough. But like, he, he, I think he does have a good tracking sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I but... love Bibbo's. I love Bibbo's interactions with uh, Lobo. Like, Lobo thinks Bibbo is just this idiot, and he is really like. But I mean, he hits he hits Bibbo back on the head hard enough with a chair to bend it, and yeah, he gets right back up afterwards. I know. I was about to ask, like, <laughs> is he a normal human being? Or yeah, he's normal. Yeah, he's but just, he, he's geez, just like a dog thug. Like he's, he's like a bruiser, isn't he? Bibbo? Yeah. He's kind of yeah. Like but he gets drunk. he gets the uh, the legs of that bastard like wrapped around his head. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I thought he was just like a normal dude, but it's like, geez, he would be like dead. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we but, get we get. Jimmy. Oh wait, actually, uh, yeah, I think he he went in there because he had the shirt saying Superman's friend as well, right? Yeah, and then he wants him to tell him about Superman. But yeah, then we cut to Jimmy with his dumb subplot. Uh, I will say I like how Cadmus always had this huge city in the woods made out of trees. It's kind of funny. Oh yeah, it is. I didn't notice that, but yeah, wow. And I think Guardians cool. Um, they just yeah, kind he of... just rocked up out of nowhere. What was? Because well, these are the. Uh, Guardian's been in this comic for a while, but like Superman's power, Jimmy Olsen back in the day, which Jack Kirby was writing, he introduced like the fourth world and Cadmus and the Guardian in those comics. Okay. Uh, well, I believe the Guardians are holdover from the Golden Age as well. If I could be honest, if I could drop a, a truth bomb, um, Jimmy, Guardian, these are all the reasons I just can't read Superman <laughs> on a regular basis. Like, well, they're not in it anymore. Guardian turn up, I just died internally a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need it anymore really um but uh yeah uh th- this whole plot's awful though and it sucks i won't bother talking about it um mm. drago's still trying to get to earth before lobo yeah lobo. drago's got the superman t-shirt on I know. oh yeah we haven't mentioned that um well that's why i thought he's a bit comical like is this a bit yeah, he's definitely comical yeah. oh yeah he's absolutely comical here yeah. i don't think he was that comical before but um but yeah, the I mean, the shirt things. gives it off. Yeah, it gives it away. Um, and they arrive at uh, Superman's fortress. Yeah, with Bibbo just at the side of the um, that space cycle, just you know, so, 
Bilbo must tell them something about Superman being up in the north and Lobo's like tracking him somehow. I don't know. I can't remember. I read, I didn't reread these. I read these like two weeks ago and haven't reread them since mm. then. Um, but uh, that was the first issue. Uh, ooh, a lot of fun, I think, personally. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a good intro to a good, uh, like a setup, I guess, um, to get Lobo on track to meet up with Superman. Um, had a couple of good good side characters, I think. Yeah, Bibbo is always fun because of the association. But yeah, I think most like a lot of this was like that behavior from Clark, like, mm. uh, and just how different he he is. And and I'm glad you kind of explained that Connor as well because it was like it's just I was reading, it, I was enjoying the issue, but I was just like, well, what is wrong with this guy? Like, <laughs> what's Clark's problem? Yeah, you know? and then the Jimmy stuff, I didn't really mind or care. I just like, okay, that's that's pretty cool. He's doing that, um, but yeah, no, this is a good setup, and um, yeah, made me look forward to the next issue. Um, I will say, like, when I was reading these in the orders, these issues were kind of a slog because it really broke up the pacing to have just like a two issues like focused on a sort of guest fight out of nowhere. I was right. all in it for the main plot at the time. Right, okay. Uh, but I don't feel that now because I haven't been reading them in order, but yep. uh, that was the impression I got initially. It's like, uh, yeah, okay. get get this over with so we can get back to like Superman turning into the Eradicator. But that being said, they did thread that through the plot with Lobo as well. So yeah. I thought they did. They, uh, they you know, they, I, I get what you're saying if you're reading it, but they have to break it up sometimes too. Yeah. You need- the reader a chance you to know a bit of a relief yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the day of the jurgens man part two <laughs> <laughs> um so uh this is the adventures of superman 464 uh lobo last last and it has lobo swinging superman by the cape into a wall everything's tinged green and mm-hmm. we have the eradicator in a little glass thing up the front um yeah, yeah. save arrived at the fortress or, like, they've arrived above it. They don't really know where it is. Uh, Lobo figures out it's below, but he gets uh, Ralph to test it out. Yeah. So you can actually see, actually, um, just stopping right there, there's a change of inks, so art, art Thebit as well. Um, but, yeah, the art, I mean, as we mentioned uh, in general, like with Jurgens and stuff, is it's really quite nice. I, I really like that yeah. first page uh, with just the three of them. Like, mm. Bibbo's looking pretty cool. And then even, I, I was actually conscious of the fact, like, that next page when they're in that wasteland, that um, tundra. Um, yeah, just r- really, really nice. You know, it's hard to make that kind of look interesting. Uh, yeah. The, I love um, whenever they went to the North Pole and these issues I always liked. You know, there was um, one one issue they did at the end of, like, the Exile Onibus, and he was fighting just this giant snow monster. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there was just a lot of nice work with like uh, the scenery yeah. of the Arctic, and um, you know, like these angles and tunnels and stuff. It was cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dan Jurgens did really good artwork on the Green Arrow run of Mike Grell. Um, probably yeah. around the same time, maybe a couple of years prior to this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I really, you know, I. I, I think he's a very good artist, personally. Mm. He's great. Yeah, he's yeah. Good. Yeah, very good. Um, I'm just looking up, I wonder how, I'm looking up Dan Jenkins, Green Arrow, because I'm curious to see how he draws him. Um, oh, yeah, he draws him kind of like a, I mean, he's still like superhero buff, but slim. Mm. Slimmer, you know. Is, sorry, Green Lantern, you're talking about? Uh, sorry, Green Arrow. Green Arrow, yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah. Green Arrow. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah um, he, some beautiful artwork on that. But, I mean, this is good artwork, too. 
yeah. kind of um, it, it, it's kind of cool that like the issues blend from one to another, but there's different artistic teams and writing teams on them, yeah. like the way it sort of rotates. You do, you do notice uh, the difference if you're reading them a lot. Yeah, I started to notice a lot, and I found it to be quite a detriment. Um, oh, really? The what yeah. you're talking about artwork between the two? More writing. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Although when it gets to the Triangle era, there's like when Louis Simosen starts, mm. the guy doing her art is so different to the other two. It just it's John so nineties. Oh, his name Bo- is. oh, Bogdanovich. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. look it up. I mean, because art wise, um, I think this two part it's really good. There's a lot of consistency with it. I mean, two different artists, but the the art style is similar enough that you aren't kind of jarred. Um, yeah, that's him, John. Oh, yeah, his Donald his art was so different to the other right. three artists. I enjoy his art though, but like to me, this and this might sound odd. Um, I always found it kind of like appealing though that that it he went through all these different things, but okay. they kept the same story going. But yeah, clearly, I mean, if different artists are doing and different writers, there's going to be different tonal things. Yeah. Batman books did similar things back in during Nightfall and stuff. Oh and yeah. Um, no? Yeah, when when Batman turned into like Nosferatu. Uh, oh yeah, and the fucking uh, oh, Kelly, Kelly Jones. Jones. Yeah, Jesus Christ! I didn't mind it. I mean, I I more liked what he was going for than what he did. Yeah, check out. You, you might think his Batman looked cool. Check out some of the faces of some of the supporting characters at times, and it's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I I screenshotted them at times, and I and I and I'd send them across to, to Stu, and I'd be like, seriously. What is going on? He he struggled to do faces. Okay. Um, yeah, I badly struggled as well. Like, really struggled. I sent an I, image in the Skype chat of one of those covers, which I think is pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm just, just pulling it up on the... Can you see it, Dave? Yeah, Superman is surrounded by Batman. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's funny. I'd love to know the context. Oh, for yeah. that. <laughs> Pretty cool picture. It's not the full cover. It's sort of cut off, but uh, like different that, versions of Batman. What, what's that from? Man? Uh, that's that from? Uh, I believe that's Superman: The Man of Steel Zero Hour tie-in. Oh, right. which should explain all the different um, versions of um, Batman. I haven't gotten up to. I really want to read Zero Hour Crisis in Time, but I haven't gotten up to it yet because the stuff before it's just such a slog. <laughs> you know, sometimes, oh. Like, I, I hate to be the voice of reason, but sometimes you just need to jump and just read it. Like, fuck it. Like, you don't need uh, to read I've, it. But I've, I've slogged through so much Superman in order at this point, you know? I'm just... Uh, I'm Zero, Zero Hour Crisis in Time was recently re-released as a trade paperback, actually. I oh. saw it in the, the other day. Because yeah. I liked the Parallax arc. I read oh, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a classic. Well, it, it, it came out, um, it came out uh, recently, I think in 2021, I right. believe. And I saw it in Kinnikania the other day when I was in there. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, that, 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 that's John uh, Bogdanovich, the mm-hmm. one I, I like it. I think it's cool, yeah. personally. You know? Yeah, well, he, he did does... a lot of X titles as well. He's pretty pretty good. He does the different art styles of the eras of Batman well. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Although um, on the right, that Batman nose looks a bit weird. <laughs> like yeah, it does. Right, his 
Batman nose piece I've ever seen. It's interesting that the animated series Batman ended up in there. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Because yeah, he's not comics, obviously. Um, Look at the grumpy Batman with the claws. Yeah. Is that Miller Batman? Maybe it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's yeah. not good Miller Batman, but, you know. Um, Miller Batman. My, my favorite Batman is the blue cape. Ah, uh, oh, totally. Yeah. Like yeah. the 70s sort of style? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I've got a shelf on my, um, you know, my cabinet that's just all Batman. Yeah. And, like Batman figures and I've got the blue Batman up the up the back. And, um, yeah, that's with the yellow emblem, right? And the Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is a cool yeah. look. Yeah. It's fantastic. They should go back to it. Like, mm. Just like they should go back to Clark Kent Super Bowl. <laughs> they they already have. <laughs> they should keep going back. Just um, go back and back. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't I, I do find uh despite the fact that Golden Age Batman is like one of my favorite Batman designs. I do find like that just the the black and gray Batman in general quite bland looking mm. compared to all of his other incarnations. Totally. You know, totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I get I get it makes more sense that he doesn't have like a yellow bat and all that sort of stuff. But you know, who cares about that? Fuck that noise! <laughs> it makes more sense. Fuck that! Like mm-hmm. Batman can rock around in a blue cape with a yellow symbol. He's fine. <laughs> Jesus. Like, well, for, Frank Miller actually, in Dark Knight Returns, I remember he actually explained that. He used that so that they would target him there. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Because that's he has right. a bunch of armor. Same as the Punisher. Tent. Exactly. The skull. To draw the fire. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't want to get headshot for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. I know. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to get Dave on for our, one of our Batman crossovers because we haven't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there'll be another one pop up. Yeah, yeah, he'll pop up again. There, there's, there's, guys, there's a, there's a title called World's Finest that went for like 260 issues with, <laughs> in every single issue. Like, I'm sure yeah. we can find some team ups. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you reckon, Ray? If we yeah, look hard enough, we can find some team ups. I reckon maybe probably one or two in there somewhere. <laughs> I think they, they'd have more team ups with each other than any other character. Probably. I think. Yeah. Um, and some of the greatest team ups in history. So. Mm. I mean, yeah, like you know, I, I can't deny it, even if. You know, you might think it doesn't make sense on paper. There's some really good stories featuring those two teaming up. So, hundred percent. Like, I oh, that Greg Pack Batman Superman. I love that run, start to finish. Um, the new one as well. Ironically, I haven't read the Jeff Loeb one, which is a super famous one. It's good. He uh, said that didn't go deep though. I love when they go deep with those two. Um, it didn't go very deep. I mean, yeah. you know, hey, like it was fun. Like it had a lot of cool stuff was happening in the titles at the time. I think Luther was president. There was a lot of stuff going on. President was, Luther, great stuff. I loved it. It was good fun, man. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, like I, I picked them all up in floppies at the time. Um, geez, I don't know why I haven't bought that omnibus. Because uh, we kept talking about it. You're like, yeah, I like it, but I don't like it that much. And I'm like, well, if you don't like it that much, don't get the omnibus. I feel like you should get an omnibus if you love it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, but on the flip side, and Ray will know this. Sometimes you just want to acquire it, you know. <laughs> you just want to have it. Yeah, exactly. Just make that yeah. fucking move, and I've got a spot on the shelf all warmed up for it as well. You know. Uh, <laughs> I reckon we should do a world's finest arc. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. We should. We will pick. We'll pick. We'll have a. We'll have a conference. Yeah. Um, and pick something for next time because I mean, there's a bunch of. We go to Switzerland to have our conference, and we can spend like three days thinking about it and deciding. Totally. Yeah. Okay. We'll so... use um patron money. Yeah. Ooh, 
you know, uh, we need to do our patron stuff. That's all right. I was going to do that towards the end of the show. A big thank okay. you. Yeah. Can you remember? Because we really need to do that. Yeah, um, sure. Because that's like a huge. <laughs> we really need the money. <laughs> no, no. We really, we really need to thank them. Like, because yeah. that's so nice of them for doing it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, I think better than Patreons or patrons, whatever you call them. Like they are the life and soul. If you, I, I, I think that like I say this on Signal all the time. Those people who actually put in cash out for it, and I don't give a shit how much. You know, I yeah. just think that is that is people who just get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and they and they deserve thanks. And yeah, Absolutely. I, I thank my patrons every single show. The least sure. we can do. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I say to them for twenty five dollars a month. You can have me for an hour-long call about anything. I'll I'll discuss relationship <laughs> problems with you. I'll give you marriage advice. An hour-long call, Dave. That's, oh, like a, no. that's a drop in the ocean for you, though. <laughs> I'll do an hour-long call with – but this is one-on-one, not even recorded, yeah, right? Yeah. Just, uh, give them, give yeah. them an hour-long call with Rich. <laughs> 50 bucks no, a month. I don't want to subject them to that. Yeah. <laughs> do an hour-long call with Rich after he's done a 12-hour shift. Um, you know, he's just seen like something that he doesn't like on TV, like which is basically. Oh, no, even better, you can get you can get Rich to critique, you know, your work, like you know, one's own work. So if oh, you're yeah. a, a budding writer, yeah, you yeah. Can just get Rich to download his opinion <laughs> unfiltered. <laughs> it's never filtered. That would be good. Yeah. Um. So. Superman's flying through Metropolis and he's kind of complaining about having to spend time like splitting his lives, mm-hmm. managing his two lives, and he's like, you know, may as well just uh, yeah, he's thinking about that, but then I love this. <laughs> he meets up with Lois mm. uh, and she's like, oh, hey, uh, do you want to get some uh, do you want to come over for a home-cooked meal tomorrow night? And, you know, Clark's been trying to go out with her for a while at this point, yeah. and she's finally doing it. She's finally asking him out. And this is when their romance actually starts, is when Clark reverts back to normal. He offers an apology, and mm. they have a date, and that's when they officially become together, if anyone was wondering hook how up. It, That's when they hook mm-hmm. up, kids. Yeah. So if anyone was wondering how long it takes for Lois and Clark to actually start dating in this continuity, it's a bit after this arc. Okay. Uh, so... Which is pretty early on when you think about it, in the whole grand scheme of things. And they get married after death, so they've been together much longer than they were apart in this continuity. Um, but uh, yeah, so she's like, oh yeah, I'll bring you up to date. And he's like, thank you, but no, Lois, I see no reason for us to socialize now that we are no longer colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll, part of you was kind of like, eat it, Lois, that's for all your crap. Um, but... You know, at the same You're time, not on Lois as the rest of us, are you, Connor? Oh, you've got a bit of a controversy. No, this this Lois. Lois, this Lois is pretty mean sometimes. Yeah, man, but so what, dude? She's got a personality, dude. She she throws out a bit what of, of um, a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, she she can be a bit of a bitch. You know, that's the thing. She 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 sort of like snaps and stuff, and clicks her fingers. You know, no, no, I, I I do like Lois. I just don't like when she's boring. You know what I mean? Mm. Right. Like you know, a bit bitchy Lois is fine. I'm just say a bit of a bit of a taste for her. Do you remember when those people on Twitter were like telling you that you were sexist? Oh, they're all getting up me. Oh my god! Yeah, was when was this? Connor, uh, it was a uh, while ago. I told you about Ray when I'm like I'm sick of Lois Lane, and then uh, everyone started calling yeah. me a sexist and oh, yeah, stuff. That was a, ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that was yeah. pretty funny. It was now no 
I enjoy Misty Knight fans and Lois Lane fans. I gotta stay away from Misty them. Misty Knight fans. <laughs> oh yeah, that was when I woke up to like fifty notifications of all Misty Knight fans having a go at me. Like, <laughs> yeah. you should have just written back Misty Knight sucks. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I, I can't even remember why they. I because I, I Misty Knight isn't that Iron Fist gal some of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have thought you might have liked her because, like, she's always with Iron Fist. Oh, I've always found her annoying. In fact, it's to my podcast and my fellow co-host's amusement and uh, annoyance because I'm, like, the only one who doesn't really like her. I just think she's belligerent, annoying, and illogical. Uh, now she's I'm the one with like, the one arm. She's got the metal arm. Yeah. 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 I like her. She's she, okay. gets, she gets better after the 70s. Yeah. You know. This, but like well, compared a lot to of people, Colleen, a lot of people got better after the seventies. Yeah. Colleen was just Iron Fist's friend, and she was like pretty chill. You know, she was cool. She was fun to have around. Missy was always just getting up in everyone's grill. Yeah. Uh, but um, sassy black chick back in the seventies, man. <laughs> up to her, you know. Well, yeah, everyone loves her. And I'd be, you know, you gotta gotta give it props not to go down that road. But that was like, I think pretty big like interracial couple back in the day going Um, for going for the sassy black chick with misty knight back in the day i mean i'm not an expert but that's what they were trying to do you know oh yeah 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 totally um you know kind of kind of vibe you know what i mean but you know like she 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 was she was a she was a character with a backstory and a personality and stuff like like you know so um yeah uh, yeah, I do an Iron Fist podcast, everyone. Check it out, Sons of the Dragon. Check it out, Check it out Sons of the Dragon. Yeah, uh, currently covering Heart of the Dragon. Man, last issue was a stinker, so hopefully the last issue is good. But, uh... Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah don't... Um, I haven't read them yet, so... Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Clark has been mind-attacked. Wait, I think Dave's talking. No? Just agreeing. Yeah. Ah, right. Um... <laughs> And uh, so Superman receives visions of people at his fortress, and he will not allow this transgression. And he runs out, he opens his uniform, and all of a sudden he has Kryptonian clothes on. Yeah. Well, he actually... is, is he just visioning that, or is it actually happening? Uh, I can't remember exactly, but when he becomes Krypton Man, that is his uniform. But you see a bit of that. I saw like, at the very beginning, did you guys notice that, um, of the previous issue? When Superman's flying down, he gets a, a bit of that around his trunks. I think oh. it's real. Oh, okay. what? But yeah. then, I think it's then like you don't see it, huh? I think it's like part of like as the it's kind of the Eradicator sort of taking control, but he sort of fights it off for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, but yeah. once it takes control, because I remember that's his uniform when he becomes Krypton Man, and later on that's the Eradicator's uniform before right. uh, he gets like the ninety shades. Yes. Um, <laughs> those glasses, those glasses yeah. were so badass. Well, yeah, he Krypton Man looks like that. Then, like, you know what this guy needs? He needs a lot of nineties, and then they just give him the glasses, the guns, the you know. <laughs> yeah, he needs to. He needs to gun up. Yeah, and he was a cool design. I love the Eradicator. You know, you'll be eradicated. That was awesome. Uh, it's fantastic. He was pretty good in uh, the the uh, Reign of the Superman movie they did recently. He was good. Yes, he was. I agree. In fact, uh, him, Superboy, and Steel were all really good in that. Yeah, I thought it was good, man. It was it was a lot of fun. A yeah. Lot of- um. So uh, back in space, uh, Drago again trying to get to 
you know, and they're even saying homina, homina, homina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy was, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he they crash land because they get swooped past this large vessel. And, uh, again, another kick in the face. Uh, it's just like an asteroid, right? But there happens yeah. to be a Superman emblem, a Kryptonian <laughs> legacy on there, just to glaring at Draga. <laughs> I believe that's where <laughs> Superman buried a guy called the Cleric on his way back to oh. Earth. And the Cleric was awesome, and he was tied to the Eradicator, and that whole storyline is oh, great. Okay. Uh, so I won't go into it heaps, but yeah. Okay. Um, but it's somewhere that Superman's been, basically. Yes, yeah. yeah. During his exile, yeah, it, right? It's, yeah. it's humorous that they just happened to land on that rock that Superman yeah. stopped out on the way back. It's just Thanks, really it's unlucky. Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, really? The one place where... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so they're just drinking uh, <laughs> the, the berry Superman juice yeah. a, a and berry juice yeah. no, that, that's a really classic part of the fortress the parents holding up the yeah. Um, yeah. I um, really like uh, a, a really cool detail they did in New 52 was they had um, Superman had the Kents instead of his Kryptonian parents holding up the globe oh no, thank you. What's wrong with that? How did you hate that? <laughs> Are you kidding? What's wrong with that? It's not Krypton. They're humans. Yeah, they're holding up the Earth globe, not the Krypton globe. Don't like it at all. Oh. One <laughs> more reason to dislike New 52. Oh, get fucked. New 52 <laughs> is great. Everyone who disagrees can go fuck themselves. Um, actually, I... no, that's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh. But, uh... Well, I don't like you know, no, 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 I just mean, why should the Kents be holding it up? They're not holding up the Earth. Superman is. Well, no, because they raised him. He knew them more than his Kryptonian parents. And then they died, like, and he wanted to honor them in his home. I don't I think it's that far I prefer super toddler who remembers Krypton. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah, I don't like it, man. You like, I, I man, think like they they could just they change some tiny thing from the Silver Age, and you'll just flip your table. Yeah, I will start raging. Right. It's I just think... it's a nice spin on the mythology, and it wasn't permanent. You know, it was just like it was like a reference in an issue. That was about it. It was just it a was nice little just, touch, a nice that, little just, spin. That was super... I mean, uh, Ray, would you agree with me? I just reacted when I heard that, man. I went on oh, instinct. You know? Yeah, yeah the, I can I can recognise your gut instinct there, Dave. Uh, <laughs> just a change. <laughs> um, but not look, like... Uh, Superman, now Dave can join the ranks of Superman fans who get super fucking aggro when they change some tiny thing about his mythology for a limited time. Um <laughs> Oh, I'm not that angry, but you know, I, <laughs> I don't care that much. <laughs> just my point of view. Just, just my two cents. Fair enough. I yeah. don't know who who's responsible for that. Dan Jurgens, maybe. I don't know. I don't know who. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was actually. I think it might have been Dan Jurgens. Yeah. Funnily enough, yeah, Jurgens, but being heritage. Wait, no, it was Tomasi. I think Tomasi. I I can look. I can kind of see where Dave's coming from in the in the fact that. Um, so Clark's Superman's Kryptonian parents, right? That they were kind of held in high esteem amongst Kryptonians, right? They had a quite a high profile. Um, and what they've done, what they did for the planet, was quite uh, big, wasn't I mean, it? No, Terrell was kind of considered a loony by the end. 
Oh, was he? Yeah, but he was—he was a member of the council and everything, man. He was massive. They had a, they had a big status. That, that's I guess that's what I'm saying compared to. Yeah, but Superman, Superman wasn't a Kryptonian citizen who was a member of the council who cared about that. You know that that's not why he has statues of his Kryptonian parents. He has them because they sent him away and saved him. He, he has these statues up to honor them. But they were intrinsic you know to, to the planet. I'm it's flashing not... a Mark Brando talking at the start of Superman the movie. Oh, Krypton. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, when he's talking and stuff. That's, what the, you know, the data matrix or whatever it was and, like, learning all the lessons and all that kind of stuff. Like, so, like, isn't the fortress got, like, a like a knowledge base in it that, from Jor-El and all that kind of stuff? No, it was more of a Superman the movie thing that they sort of did afterwards. I don't think it's there in John Byrne. I think he gets, like, a little hologram, but it's not to the extent of, like, you know, I the... Don't... I, I just to me like I it's the old this is the classic Superman argument. Is he a creature of just small town Americana values, or is he a stranger in a strange land? Which is like a, a topic they also explore. It's but it wasn't. Classic, that was the thing with that Superman that he was both. Like he, they weren't going for anything heavy or any defining statement with his parents with the Kents holding up the globe. They just. You know, it just seems a bit grandiose. It just seems a bit grandiose. For... I don't think. Yeah, exactly. They're small town farmers, and they're sold to the earth. They shouldn't be holding up the fucking globe. The co- uh, the context is this is after that Superman's died, and the rebirth Superman is looking in his fortress, and he notes that this Superman had the Kents holding up the world instead of Kryptonians, and that's like a difference he notes. And an interesting contrast between the two. That's like kind of the context. Stupid. He should have been how ridiculous. He actually thought that was a good idea. Uh, I mean, like, because they're trying to tell you it's a good idea. If you have superpowers and your parents die, but they raise you and stuff, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with them. Wrong with building a monument to them. Like, I would treasure the memory of Krypton. I just think it's it's just well, out of character. That's all for them. That's he still all. treasures the memory of Krypton because it's in the Kryptonian Fortress of Solitude where he has a bunch of Kryptonian artifacts. Like, yeah, I I don't feel it, man. I don't feel it, dude, at all. All right, you you guys can keep getting weird about like one minor <laughs> thing that happens in a couple of issues that was never brought up again. Oh, look, we're just just stating you know the uh, thoughts on it. it. So, yeah, we're just critiquing it, man. We're just like giving our hey, they they put it's these such comics out a non thing to critique though. But like it's yeah, this dude. They put these comics out, and unlike what Marvel and DC try to tell you. You are allowed to critique them. You are allowed to criticize them. I know They're you're not- allowed to critique, and it's just it's just ridiculous. It's <laughs> like, why would anyone care that much? Well, it's the same with the trunks, Connor. But that that seems oh, to Jesus, hold. That seems trunk. to have friggin' you know legs to it. <laughs> the trunks, you know, fans God. can like nitpick anything. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, that's right. They'll, they'll, everyone picks something. You know what I mean? Like I don't particularly give a shit, but. I'm just giving my opinion as just a casual Superman fan. I think it's stupid, but that's just that's what happens when people put stuff out there in the marketplace. People react. You know, it's like a singer releasing a song. Some fans hate it. Some fans will love it. You know, they're commercial creatures. I don't know. I just I just think it's super nitpicky. <laughs> like, I think, I, look, in, in fairness, Connor, I actually think, considering how much DC 
have pummeled into the brains that it's the Krypton parents holding the globe over the last 20-plus years, the fact they changed it is worthy of comment because it's mm-hmm. such a big change. But again, it would be if they made a big deal out of it, but they didn't. You know, well, I didn't even know about it until you said it. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I had no idea. So you know, I mean, if you hadn't mentioned it, it wouldn't have. <laughs> All right, where are we in the where are we in the comic? Guys? Sorry, <laughs> the, people keep cutting out, so I'm not sure if someone's talking, which is why. I'm oh, some, right. sometimes. No. Yeah. Uh, speaking of trunks, we get a silhouette of Superman mm-hmm. in his trunks. What about you, Dave? Are you are you a trunk? Are you a, are you one of those people who are obsessed with if he has trunks or not? Oh, definitely not. Um, <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, look, I'm more you like. No, I'm definitely not obsessed. I probably prefer the classic because it's the classic, yeah. and that's probably the reason for my preference. You know, rather than being anything. But I but I saw plenty of artwork of the new Superman, because I, I did actually pick up all of Superman Wonder Woman, and I imagine in that he had his classic costume. Yeah. He had the new costume. And I didn't mind run. it. But I'm not surprised that the Superman fan base had a reaction. I know, feel because... like... I just feel like a lot of people would physically die to defend the trunks. I feel like that's <laughs> the length they would go to. <laughs> it's so... Like, okay, the S and the cape, I think they're important. The trunks... Hell yeah. I mean, I prefer the trunks too, because as Dave said, it's what we've been seeing for 80 years, mm-hmm. really. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to die if there's no trunks. He still looks good. Yeah. He still looks like Superman. Yeah, he still looks yeah. like Superman. If Absolutely. they changed the whole outfit permanently where it was radically different, I'd be like, no, thank you, DC. But yeah. this was Which just a done. Yeah. And that, like, electric know, but... Superman. Yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, they yeah. have. But the, that was always going to revert back. But like, look at Batman. Batman's costume changes over yeah. time. It's you know? yeah. also Dave as well. It's like when Wolverine got those hot claws. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> I, was I remember when he had the bone claws. What a hot claws! He had his claws generated heat for some some reason. And uh, are they doing it, Ray? I think they're still doing it, aren't they? Oh, I haven't. I haven't been reading the latest Wolverine, but I hope not. Jeez. I mean, they were riding so much Wolverine, they just had to try something yeah. new. Right? <laughs> They're like, they all right, what can we do this when week? When he came back from the dead, they brought in those hot claws. It's oh, such bullshit. Yeah. Like, you know, but I remember when he died. I, no, I certainly don't care that much about the trunks. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but people aren't as obsessed with Batman's trunks, though. You know, and it's no, the same story. They are, aren't they? He's had... He had trunks the same amount of length as Superman, really. Like, he got rid of the trunks in New 52, I think, right? Well, he's also had armor, and he's had different yeah. kind of things. I think his costume has been a bit more malleable. Yeah. I, know, I, know, I know Superman's costume has changed over the years, but, but... Not that much. Not that much, yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, and maybe this is a interesting... And I don't mean to diss anyone when I say this, but Superman and Batman fans can be quite different you know, in terms of what appeals to them. Like, not every Batman fan is a Superman fan and not every Superman fan is a Batman fan. And sometimes I think they're quite different. Um, Like, the core, core fan bases can be quite uh, different from each other and have, like, different things, you know, and react to different things. Personally, that's what I think, you know. That's very true. I mean, like, there's, there's a lot of people that like both. 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And know, I like but, both, uh, but I'm definitely more of a Batman fan and a yeah. casual Superman fan. And I just, I've noticed that I, I sometimes think things like traditional values and more the kind of basic uh, classic DC stuff, a lo- there is a certain subset of Superman fans that that appeals to very definitely. much. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is interesting. And you, yeah, you're right. Um, there's a, a, a large chunk of Superman fans that are always crying for the old. Um, Which is interesting. You know. But there, there's a lot of Superman fans that are just enjoying essentially everything that's coming out. Uh, mm. I, yeah. I, I um, totally agree. No, it's not a blanket comment. I mean, you know, it's a... Very oh yeah, hard. no, no, I wasn't. It's uh, it's yeah. I guess it, really, what matters is just how obnoxious those fans are about it. You know, if they well, um, they need to calm down. You know, yeah. like really, I mean, a lot of fan bases on the internet need to fucking relax. Uh, you know, really, like all the time. You know, Twitter outrage. <laughs> I'm so outraged. I'm on Twitter about it. Like uh, that, uh, some people, I bet, just spend their whole day on Twitter getting outraged. Ridiculous, you know? massive waste of time. Waste of life. Like um, anyway, uh, so they start fighting. <laughs> yep. Superman shows up and he's like, "Hey, get out of my house!" Um, <laughs> yeah, Lobo. This is him saying, "Look, you don't look as tough as your your reputation. In fact, you look like a, a little bit of a, a wimp." <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah, he shows how oh, he catches him by surprise. Superman gets him back, um, but he doesn't go down. And I'm assuming Superman's punching pretty pretty hard. Um, but Lobo doesn't yeah. seem to be phased too much. Um, I love this bit where he just he he gets him in the headlock and he like pummels him like it seems like at super speed, uh, and he just this kind of really quick fight blitzkrieg of like yeah. hits on him. Um, yeah, which had me think, like, Superman's all kind of busted up and stuff. I was thinking, one, either Lobo is hitting him, like, with massive force, right? But, like, surely he'd be a lot stronger than that, Superman. Like, you seem... Uh, seemed I mean, Lobo's on par with him. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think I think there's a point to be made that Superman's currently going through this sort of metamorphosis. Well, I was wondering, is he, like, um, is he not... At his hundred percent, or or something like that. I don't or? think he's. I don't think he's physically weaker, but I think he doesn't really have. Like he's more logical. He's smarter, yeah. I guess. But I don't think he's as good a fighter and brawler as normal Superman. Right. Yeah. So I would have been interested to see just normal Superman fight Lobo. I think it would yeah. have been closer. Right. Um. Because because I think Superman really just gets his butt handed to him here, and I'm he not does. complaining. Um. But uh, like he's. You know, he's constantly complaining about how it makes no sense, it's illogical and stuff. Yeah. Um, or he's like, I need help, but, you know, uh, old old Superman would have just pulled his boots up and, uh, you know, yeah. gone for a bit of a rough and tumble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he, but it, I think, I think regular... Kind of, yeah, sorry. Post-crisis Superman not being as strong as the old-style Superman? Like... I'm not sure. I, I think he fights Lobo again, but I just can't remember it. But I, or, yeah, they've definitely fought, and I was surprised to see Lobo kind of like, kind of dominate him. Really, yeah. You know? I'm, I think he fights Lobo again in the next couple of years, and I'm pretty sure Superman does better than he does here. Okay, uh, and that's normal Superman. But I think that might be after, uh, is it after or before death? I can't remember. But I know after death he's quite powered up. Okay, than what he was before death. 
Um, so I mean, because this is a shining testament to, to Lobo. Like for anyone yeah. that, that doesn't know Lobo, it's like, oh, geez, he's bloody, you know, toe to toe with Superman. And Krypton Man, Superman's a bit of a, I don't want to say wimp. That's a bit harsh, but you know, he's not okay. He doesn't have that um, that ticker. You know, he doesn't have that courage. Fighter. Yeah, you know. And Lobo is a dirty fighter, so if, if you're not prepared to get down in the dirt with Lobo, he's probably going to beat you, yeah. you know? And Superman, he's currently scientific, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? So, um, I've got to just, we... Sorry, I just got to say, Lobo's catch cry, Fetal's jizz. I mean, that's <laughs> got to be said. It's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> um, and then we get to, oh, man. It just keeps going, this whole... Um, oh, Lana. Poor Lana. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, Having Clark... Break. Huh? Lana Lang having a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, Clark just forgot to, you know, yeah. uh, give these presents to you, and she's like, yeah, you you just bought these presents and say <laughs> that's from Clark. Oh, they're trying. Poor old Lana, she doesn't even get it, man. You know? She doesn't have that many friends. Like, she has the Kents, really, you know? Um, I think this is the point where she just starts to move on from the Clark and okay. get with Pete Ross. Uh, ah. Well, gee, guys, she can't linger. Forever. I mean, like, you know, That's she exactly can't. That's right, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Got to move well, on. Ray said it right on the head. Like, Superman, you know, she knows he's Superman yeah. and all kind of stuff, and he hasn't chosen her. Um, yeah. And despite her being more than willing and available, and you know, well, okay, you've got to, you've got to move on. There's no other choice. Yeah, you can either mope about it or just move on with your life. Yeah, he's too into Lois um, to, you know, pull out of. He's going to get into Lois, and it's just going to get more and more. And she's just the girl that was left behind in the small town, and yeah. she's got to deal with that. It's just no, it's I'm, exactly I'm, right. Yeah. Um, you know, and she does. I think uh, where I'm up to, I believe she's marrying Pete Ross. Okay. And uh, oh, here we Clark opens the envelope. He's a little sad, and I'm like, oh, shut up, Clark. Like, <laughs> you have you no right to be. You know, Lana's is finding happiness. Uh, Clark, you shouldn't be sad, especially after all you've put her through. So I mean, I want to edit this out, but I'm just saying, how hilarious would it be if? Um... Lois was going down on him in bed and he reads the, the invitation <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm so sad, and then just throws it away. <laughs> no, that, that, that doesn't happen. Uh, he is with Lois at that point, though, um, which that, makes it more right, ridiculous. Like that, right? That doesn't happen. That, that scene is not... <laughs> well, I mean, can- may, maybe some people think it's canon. I don't know. Uh... Anyway, just, just, um, my, hey, just my observations, guys. You know? <laughs> That's it. So we get Rupert Thorne. Honestly, I can't even remember the deal with him. Um, I mean, he's a bad guy. I just can't remember how much of a bad guy he is. Uh, it looks bad. Yeah, uh, he he's annoyed because um, this guy comes in. And he's like, I've been working for 32 years and Kent just fired me. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, pissed off at Kent. Yeah, he doesn't have the proper vision for the news time's future. And that vision is Krypton. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they want to find Kent, and, uh, so, yeah, Superman slips away while they're fighting. Uh, <laughs> while they're drinking. <laughs> while they're drinking. And he, he's hiding out in this cool room, uh, this cool hologram room, uh, of, like, old, sort of, Krypton, in the yep. Krypton wasteland. 
because uh, mm-hmm. it's all kind of irradiated in this continuity. Um, and uh, so they're fighting. And then they go... Crash through. There's a couple of... Yeah, some really cool bits here. Um, he's already kind of set up the fortress a little bit, it looks like. Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, Lobo rips up a, a, a floor. Oh, uh, it's, it's another hologram room. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, okay. Yep. Superman burns Lobo with his heat vision. Doesn't phase uh, him. No. Doesn't no that, that, that won't kill... Heat vision won't kill Lobo. No way. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Superman probably is just trying to kill him at this point because I don't think he has that moral compass anymore. Yeah. Uh, Can I ask a question? Is Lobo wearing a singlet or is his skin... Is I that think his... it's a shirt. I That's think it's a, sh- a, sh- it's like a... a shirt or a singlet because yeah. it's not his skin. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure. Like, okay, yeah, all right. It was a bit unclear because of the skin is as white as the shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. You'd yeah. expect there to be like a rock band logo on there or something. <laughs> or something. Yeah, something. And th- this was so dumb. I <laughs> thought Superman was like baiting him, but he mm. wasn't. He was just that stupid. Yeah, like, th- this was a weird one, wasn't it? Because like he was in. He better not straits. open that wall. Yeah, because that that'll really mess me up. And I thought, oh, he's baiting here, and then he's like, yeah. oh no, he was just serious and saying it out loud. <laughs> yeah, Lobo <laughs> finds the kryptonite. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, like what an idiot! <laughs> it's so funny that Lobo's just guzzling at the bag during yeah. it. As, oh, he's know. way on top at this point. You know, he's yeah. So uh, probably doesn't even need the up on points. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah. Although Superman gets in the war suit, the Kryptonian war suit. I thought this uh, was pretty cool. And yeah, I thought so. Telepathic he's like uh, a black control eye as well. Like he's really been beaten up, Superman. You don't normally yeah. see Superman with a black eye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean. He's got that, all those super speed punches to his face. Yeah. Um, but yeah. thing, right? Lobo is no fucking easy beat, man. You know mm, what yeah. I mean? Like, he when he when he when he comes to play and he gets into the fight, Lobo just is one of those guys who's he he, he fucking plays to win, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's just he's he he just doesn't hold back at all ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, so th- these war machines are cool. They're like uh, telepathically controlled. Yeah, it's cool. Um, they were like, you know, used by Krypton to wage wars after the sort of nuclear holocaust that kind of happened. I always um, found it a little bit weird how it's telepathically controlled, but you have to be in the suit. Um, you, you know, that kind of nullifies a, a massive advantage of having it telepathically controlled. It would have been it's cool. kind of the, the things in Pacific Rim, you know, those yeah, things? Yeah, Well, it means you can react faster and stuff without having to move. Yeah. You know, you can, like, do stuff ahead of time. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, he the suit blocks a little bit of the kryptonite but not all of it. Mm. So not enough. Um pretty cool. And um and then the rockets get fired. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, he, yeah. from his uh cycle <laughs> yeah, which is really cool. Right. Yeah. yeah, they just come out <laughs> and he's like, "Yep, winning always feels good." <laughs> Even Bibbo, Superman's number one fan, is just like, "Oh, you killed Superman!" Yeah, Bibbo <laughs> becomes like this heart of gold person. But I, I always remember this moment. Yeah, Bibbo I was about to say Superman he, under the bus. Just he turn on him, doesn't he? He's like, "Oh, actually, I guess he wasn't that good. Uh, you're tougher. I'm with you." <laughs> like a cheese. Yeah, yeah oh, I'm man. onto you, Bibbo. Yeah, I see he your just, loyalties. Superman in this moment, like 
look, yeah, he's had a fair bit of alcohol. Oh, and he's, he's running yeah. with the big. He's running with the big dog in Superman in in Lobo. Sorry, but yeah, I mean, it's not Bibbo's finest hour. As, no, uh, sort of. Like, in fact, probably his worst <laughs> hour, to be honest. Um, <laughs> can't get any worse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Bibbo passes out. So does Lobo. Oh, no, Lobo passes out. Oh, both oh yeah, and then Bibbo yeah. passes out. And so, uh, Ralph, Ralph passed out earlier on, so he's all right now. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets them all out of there. But Superman just yeah. created a hologram of himself dead. Again, very, like, underhanded tactics that normal Superman wouldn't use. Not because I think normal Superman just wouldn't even think of using them. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I found this, like, and, and I just. I was speaking to Dave a bit earlier, just found this very kind of weak from Superman. But, like, knowing now that it's not not him. Yeah, it's like he got hammered by Lobo, and Mm. the only way he can really get away is by deceiving him. Um, And he's running away, basically. He's not even addressing the problem. Um, But, yeah, yeah. it was... um, Yeah, Superman generally doesn't run from a fight. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. In fact, I can't. I don't know if I can even remember it ever happening before. Um, mm-hmm. This kind of stickiness from Superman, and only if uh, it's a strategy, it, and he'll, he's still in the fight, like he'll look like he's running away, but he's luring them somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. But like you know, never just running away flat out. Yeah. I will say one thing though um, that I like about it. I like this um, two-parter a lot. It does yeah. point to how how powerful Lobo actually is. Yeah. That, that, yeah. And it wasn't like Lobo was created for this issue. Lobo had been no. around. Uh, they'd been working on Lobo in Justice League International. Um, he was building a popularity, and this kind of is a definitive statement. This is kind of like, um, it, you know, in a title match, Lobo actually gets the win. He mm. gets the belt, you know? Yep. Um, yep. And it points to Lobo looking forward to a very bright 90s. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, as I said, I'm pretty sure they get a rematch. I just can't remember the issue. Um, I believe in the rematch, uh, Superman probably wins, but that's fair enough, mm, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, but still, it's a it's a pretty powerful statement, and it, it just goes to show uh, for those people who actually give a shit about like arguing about what character can beat anyone. Lobo <laughs> can go toe to toe with Superman. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty not big. Many, yeah, not many characters say that, you know. Oh yeah, I, I consider Superman uh, Lobo like a Superman level powerhouse, you know, mm. like uh, like that strong. Um, yeah, actually, there's two comments on this issue on this site because uh, like I, I can't get this um, like by normal means. Uh, mm-hmm. And one guy is uh, it's the same guy, and he's like, "Super, he got his ass kicked." And then the other comment is like, "Haha, this is great. You're going to get it, you fucking alien." <laughs> Oh, wow. Like, whoa, what are you... Nice. This guy is just, like, really xenophobic against Kryptonians coming to comment on this issue. Like... (laughs) Jeez. That's kind of... But it's also ironic that Lobo is also an alien. Yeah, 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 I was thinking that as well. (laughs) His grammar isn't great, so maybe he's not that smart. Might not be that old as well, you don't know. Maybe it's Bibbo's cousin. Look... You know, come on! You can't take these guys too seriously. No, I, I don't. I I thought it was funny. They're, which they're firing shots on a fucking online comic, you know, <laughs> thing like yeah. some some heavy fucking hitters there. You know, exactly. <laughs> come on, Dan, get away from the keyboard. <laughs> from, from, from the depth of their mum's basement, locked behind, you know, God knows what. Like they're oh, just yes, like, 
It's pretty cool. But, I mean, all in all, I, I do want to say, I mean, look, guys, thank you. for. It's so funny when, when um he goes back to the Sharks or whatever yes. those things are. And then they sort of want, um, how did you fare in our way? Did you kill Superman? And then he's sort of so fucking out of it, he wasn't even sure what was going on. Oh, the memory's gone. He doesn't even remember. No, the the juice, the berry (laughs) juice does it to him. Um, Yeah, but uh, Bibo, (laughs) been wearing the glasses backwards so that you just see Bibo's reaction. I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) And it's it's one of those schoolboy, everyone can relate to, in some capacity yeah. of like just some small little error you haven't, you know, we as podcasters, oh, oh. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, the like first episode of Signal Ever, I remember I recorded and didn't record properly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the annoyance. Poor, oh, yeah. Poor old Stu. <laughs> Grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when and I, I just said, hey, deal with it, buddy. Yeah. I had to record an episode three times. Yes, I remember that story, Connor. That, oh, that, well, no wonder I was howling at the walls when it was sickening, was, sickening to hear. Oh, hell. Yeah. How that could was, you, how could you maintain yeah, was, the enthusiasm for that third recording? Seriously. I don't think I did. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. That was the how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, right. It's, um, I really enjoyed. Thank you for having me on. Ah, oh, always um, a pleasure. Thank you. That's great. You, you know these issues. Yeah, and it was it was. I think it's a really good advertisement for Lobo, and I think I always enjoy jumping into a Superman story and reading about this Krypton man, which I didn't know existed, mm. and a snapshot into the time period, and we see Superman being kind of a real dick. Yeah. Um, to supporting cast, which is not, um, you know, his normal sort of way yeah. of being. Um, yeah, I for me, eight point five out of ten for the two issues. I, I really had a good time. Yeah. Nice. Have yourself, Connor. Um, well, let's see. Uh, I give a, I give two issues. Those two issues a. Hmm. Uh, seven. Seven. Uh. Seven eradicators out of ten. I thought they were okay. good. Okay. Um, you know, like uh yeah. Again, like just a just a reference in comparison to other issues, but they were good. Uh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean I I'd I'd probably give it a knowing more now about where this behaviour from Clark Kent and Superman's coming from. Yeah. Like, it makes a lot lot more sense because it would have been just like what is this arbitrary kind of way that superman's acting but now yeah. it's kind of understandable which is good so i'd, I'd give us a good um yes seven and a half to eight um just really oh. enjoyable i think the art was really solid i love both of the artworks um over the course of the issues uh but the dialogue the writing um could be perceived as a bit heavy at times but it was not like it wasn't a slog um it was it was just like you just take mm. your time to read through it um and yeah, that was balanced well with because balanced well with you know there's going to be a big throwdown, a big fight. So I think there was a lot yeah. to it. Um, a stuff that I didn't really care about. I mean, it didn't linger too long, like the Jimmy Olsen stuff. So that was yeah. okay. Um, I don't think and, I was in the second issue at all. Uh, uh, no, I I, no. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and and the, the Lana stuff and the um, and the uh, magazine. Um, editorial stuff was yeah it was quite interesting so you know yeah. it was highly enjoyable yeah 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 um 
Yeah, agreed. I, yeah, I now that I kind of think about it, I think I problems with some recent Superman runs is I, I prefer when plots focus on Superman and Clark himself and not his supporting cast, mm-hmm. like Jimmy Olsen or Lois Lane. Like, they're fine. I don't have really any big problems with them. It's just um, yeah. maybe that's why my interests wane sometimes and I have to have, like, five Especially pages of Lois Jimmy. Especially Jimmy. You know, Jimmy is the one that I just am like, really? Like, how much longer do we have to spend with this guy? Yeah. I don't mind Jimmy sometimes. I heard his Matt Fraction run was good, his miniseries. Oh, I've already read the first issue of that. That was uh, was pretty good. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I checked that out out of interest because of Matt Fraction, you know. Um, oh, I, you don't I, like I, Matt I mean, Fraction? Like anyone, like anyone can write a good story about any character like it's yeah. it's possible yeah you know of what course. I mean? and like there's a lot of crazy even batman who laughs <laughs> do well now so yeah of course like but just in general jimmy turning up with his subplots like this subplot where the guardian was in it you're just like oh, oh yeah it's who not cares? yeah um, yeah it is but yeah, really enjoyable stuff, guys. And um, mm-hmm. like, yeah, seriously, if you if you want to have me on again for a, like a Batman World's Finest kind of thing, hundred percent available. Yeah, yeah, sure. totally, Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we'd be happy to have you on again. Um, I think uh... and we're going to have you signal very shortly, Connor. Yes, uh, yeah, this week we'll be doing Criminal and Mirror Mirror. That'll be fun. Very cool. And I'm always chasing Ray. Ray, yeah, it's yeah, like I'll... setting up a meeting with Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, definitely definitely keen, Dave. Um, yeah, I'd love, love to. On, and you can pick a book and oh. we can have you on. Give you the full treatment, man. We'll bring you into. You know what I think we'll do, Ray. Yep. We'll we'll get you on a regular signal episode with Rich as well, <laughs> and just ha- and do it on Skype. That would be some gold, I think. Wow. You know, wow. And you and you can pick our trade of the week as well. Sure, you know? I think I think Riches and I have very differing personalities, but uh, it would make for an interesting uh, conversation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. yeah, always, always, uh, always welcome to have either of you guys on here oh. on on Signal. Of Death. So yeah, cheers, Dave. Fun. Yeah, um, Connor, I think probably now is a good time as well. Um, wanted to just um, mm. mention about our Patreon page. Uh, so patreon.com slash lsk podcast. Uh, it's up and running. Uh, we've got some tiers happening, and very grateful. Uh, to the the current patrons that have uh, you know have thrown in some coin our way to help us yep. prop up the show, so a huge thank you to uh, to Tasman Humphreys and to Russell Moran, um, both mm. um, great people. Thank you both for for contributing, and yeah, uh, check it out on the Patreon page for those that may be interested. A lot of cool incentives there, um, and you know Connor and I, I'm sure we'll we'll kind of chop and change things. Um, let, you know, try to make it fun for Patreons, trying to make it worthwhile as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, Tasman, uh, as, as regular listeners know, does uh, the Aspiring Kryptonian mm-hmm. page, which uh, has had a podcast recently start up as well. Definitely worth checking it out. And Russell does Tombs of Evil uh, Villains podcast, which Ray, Dave, and I have all yes. been on. Um, yes. mm. I think Ray was on there for The Leader. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Dave was on there for Judge Death. Judge and- Death. I was on there for um, Davos. 
Yeah. So, nice variety yeah. there. Uh, also, as well, sorry. The Iron Fist, uh, the Iron Fist villain, am I right? Yes. Yeah, still Serpent. Yeah. yeah. We go pretty uh, deep on him. Yeah. Um, also, as well, uh, you reminded me, Connor, just a little thing that we, as a Superman podcast, uh, have started kind of do, Connor, with, uh, say, the aspiring Kryptonian. Um, just, oh, yeah. Just trying to shout out and trying to help uh, this Superman community. So, uh, for sure, the, the likes of the aspiring Kryptonian, as Connor mentioned with Tasman, a really cool new Superman show. Uh, but the likes of our, our brothers over there at the Krypton Report, uh, yeah. Tyler and James doing great work there. And and a big shout-out to, uh, I think, Connor, you mentioned uh, him earlier in the show, Adam. Uh, yes. From Talking Superman. It's a Twitter account. He, he doesn't have a podcast, but his presence uh, as a Superman fan online is is definitely noticeable. Um, fantastic uh, Twitter account there. So go check him out at Talking Superman as well. Yep. Um, yeah, and Dave, uh, we plugged you at the start, but did you want to go again? Or? Oh, oh, just, uh, you know, Signal of Doom. Um, it's a weekly show, a comic book and comic book uh, movie news. We go pretty deep, um, cover all sorts of things from Bob Dylan, Frank Sinatra yeah. to Lobo and on Judge Dredd. Um, and we, I have a spin-off show, and I do that with Richard and Tash, and I have a spin-off show, Legion Outpost, uh, with Adam the Computer, my pal, uh, which covers all Legion news. And uh, Superboy comes up a fair bit, and, um, mm. you know, there's a bit of cross-promotion cross there, I think. And uh, <laughs> the reason that I've developed such an attachment to good old Superboy um, but yeah, thanks very much for having me on, and um, really would uh, like to see if any of your listeners are interested. Um, yeah, give us a, give us a check out; It'd be much appreciated. Excellent. Yeah. Um, sweet. And uh, so, yeah. Until until next time. Uh, oh yeah. And speaking of next time, uh, as planned, yes. hopefully with Rebecca, we will be doing Superman True Brit. Oh, uh, okay. by John Cleese. So. That's an interesting one. That's John a very Cleese? interesting one. Right. John yeah, of, of Monty Python's fame. Wow. John Cleese's concept. Oh, yeah. he didn't. Oh. Originally, yeah. Oh, originally so he's not actually was right. Originally was slated to co-write it, but by the time it came out, he was very much like based on an idea of John oh, Cleese. Okay. Something. Right. Pa- yeah. Apparently quite good, though. Apparently quite good. Yeah, cool. interesting to hear. Uh, read. Well, it's got art by John Byrne. So, oh, yeah. You know. No, it's uh, apparently quite a good book. I've never read it, but apparently it's uh, pretty good, pretty decent. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll be looking forward to that. It's it's more me dragging Rebecca on from here because she's from Britain. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, so until next time, uh, don't, you know, don't touch alien artifacts without gloves because then weird stuff might be happening to you. <laughs> Just chug, chug on that Okaran berry juice. It's worth All it. Right. <laughs> Peace. Gotcha. Good night. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn lskpodcast.libson.com our twitter at lskpodcast our facebook page last sons of krypton a superman podcast and last but not least thank you everyone for listening